0: The Wonderful World of Dark Lords, report 18, the CNE. Even though the CNE has its share of foggy patches, there was no question of when I emerged from the mists and entered the jungle. The cold, clammy tendrils became humid steam, so thick that I felt almost as though I were swimming rather than walking, and suffused with the heavy golden light of sunset. The eerie silence of mist-travel gave way to a cacophony of sounds, the hooting of birds, the buzzing and chirping of insects, the idiot chatter of monkeys. When the mist cleared, I found myself in a scene of breathtaking natural beauty, a rainforest of such brilliant green that it almost seemed to glow in the evening light, with towering trees and lushly flowered undergrowth. Across a broad river, I could see the first flickering fires as a little village prepared for the oncoming night. I took a step toward the village and felt my foot sink into the soft earth. Looking down, I saw a paw print larger than my head. It came from a tiger, a tiger larger than any I had ever heard of. The hair on the back of my neck stood up, and I stopped, listening for any sounds that might indicate the maker of that massive print was nearby. After a few moments passed, I breathed more easily, but found I could no longer fully enjoy the jungle's beauty. As magnificent as it was, it was not for me nor for any human. The jungle belonged to the animals, and they would fight to keep it that way.
1: Welcome to Wonderful World of Dark Lords. I'm Tom. I'm Rachel. And we're discussing how to convert Disney movies to Ravenloft domains of Drev, even when TSR already beat us to it.
0: Along the way, we'll look at the Dark Lord, the domain itself, and some plot hooks and adaptation ideas to integrate this setting into your own campaign.
1: Today's episode, The Jungle Book. So, welcome. Happy New Year, everyone, by the way. 2024, let's hope it's a good one
0: without without any fear. fear.
1: (laughs) And you've decided to start your year 2024 off in an excellent way by listening to our podcast. As we talk (laughs) about one that was, was pretty early on, we decided to do this. And not because it makes like a super obvious Ravenloft domain, but because it's a movie we're very familiar yes. with. Yes. Because our oldest, when he was when he was little, when he was a toddler, had a stretch where this was his favorite movie, and this is one of those just every day, sometimes multiple times a day for months the Jungle Book was playing. Yeah,
0: and the, the biggest challenge with this one, as Tom alluded to with that opening, is that actually if you're familiar with the older material you know that the Wildlands basically already was yes. the Jungle Book. Jungle Book yes. domain in 2nd edition. Like, it, it didn't even really make it to 3rd edition. It had, like, a one-paragraph mm-hmm. thing in the in the campaign setting, and that was it. But it was the Jungle Book, just with a crocodile instead of a tiger. Uh-huh. So the the challenge is coming up with our own take, but I uh-huh. think we got it. So we did our best. We did.
1: So much like Lion King and much like Great Mouse Detective, we can't just jump in and start talking about the setting without a little bit of a sense of how we're spinning the material. Uh-huh. And in Lion King, we have them be, like, animal. People like the lions were all leaning in In the jungle book. I think it's really important that they be animals, yes. That animal versus human, you know, in DD terms, it'd be like humanoid, but I think we're just gonna say man that's the term they use a lot. Man village, Mm -hmm. if we say human, understand that yes, we also mean like dwarves and elves, Elves and all um, that, Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. But that divide between animal and human is one of the really important driving things in all the iterations of the story. And what makes Mowgli unique. And if it were he were a human, but the jungle was full of other bipedal tool-using, <laughs> pants-wearing, little loincloth-wearing <laughs> creatures, they just had, like, panther heads or whatever, it wouldn't be as interesting mm-hmm. or dramatic. You would really lose something.
0: We gotta have four legs good, two legs bad. Exactly.
1: So, we are imagining the Jungle Book as being full of giant, sentient talking animals. Mm-hmm. And not every animal is one of these sentient talking animals, but you do have a number of them. And we are imagining that these sentient individual animals are bigger than the Mm -hmm. regular version. So, like, Shere Khan is bigger than a regular tiger. It's almost kind of a spirit thing, like there are other tigers in other places in the jungle, but Shere Khan is like the tiger of tiger. A Baloo is like the bear of bears. It's almost like a bear spirit type Character. He's intelligent, he's sentient, he's a bear. There are other bears you could run into. They might be sentient, they might not, but that's what we've got. here. We the kind of population of the jungle.
0: Kind of like the talking animals in Narnia. Like yes. I think it even, it even had, I, I know with Reepa Cheap, but I think with mm-hmm. the other talking animals, it also had that they were bigger. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. a, a similar kind of deal there. Yeah,
1: it's very primal, very archetypal. And I think it's one thing you're not going to have to explain to a lot of your players. Mm-hmm. They're going to get that. That idea that you have some of these animals are sentient talking beings, and you can tell because they're bigger than regular animals. Some are just regular animals.
0: Also, kind of like another movie that we're going to be bringing up again, you better believe it, Princess Mononoke. (laughs) Yes, indeed. (laughs) Wolves are big enough for you to write on
1: Yes, they are. (laughs) Also, a note before we begin, we are drawing a lot from the animated movie, but we are also drawing a lot from the live-action movie, the live-action remake.
0: It's so good. It's
1: really good. It's really, I,
0: I, it's I don't really know, good. I don't know why it doesn't get more love. Yeah, yeah, Like, we've had some, you know, not so flattering things to say about some of the other live action yes. remakes. We love the Jungle Book live action. And, it, like, I feel like people always talk about, like, oh, yeah, Cinderella was great. And then they sort of just kind of mm-hmm. the movie all over again. It's like, no, no, Jungle, Jungle Book. Was yeah. It was really good. It was so good. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like... Not a fan of the live-actions. There's very few movies where we are going to be bringing in the live-action remake in a heavy way. But Cinderella Jungle Girl is probably going to be one Cinderella of them but, but, <laughs> but even more so Jungle
0: yes. Book. Yes. Honestly, like I prefer watching the animated Jungle Book because we uh-huh. have so much sentimental value for it. Because uh-huh. it was our son's favorite movie for roughly ever. The live-action one is a better movie. Yeah, yeah like, it is a better easily movie. Easily a better movie. So, if you haven't seen the live-action jungle book, go watch it. It's great.
1: But just be aware, we are bringing some of that in, some of that with some of the background, some of the characterization, some of the geography, and some of the characterization of our Dark Lord. You can probably guess who it's (laughs) going to be, but we'll find out in a moment in a section we like to call...
0: The Lord. The Lord. Having little experience with the wilderness, I proceeded to the village and hired a guide, a young woman named Priya. Priya explained that she was planning an expedition to the jungle to hunt for tiger pelts. An enormous tiger, as large as a draft horse and as intelligent as any humanoid, stalked the jungle, killing anyone with the temerity to walk in on two legs. This tiger, called Shere Khan, had a scarred face and a blinded left eye. Many of the village's hunters boasted that they or their parents were the ones responsible for his injuries, but. None of those claims had any ring of truth, and I saw many surreptitious eye-rolls from the friends and family of these hunters. A human had almost certainly given him those scars, for they were clearly burns. Whoever burned him, however, was no longer in the village, and doubtless did it as a final act of defiance. In an effort to rid themselves of Shere Khan's shadow, the village had placed a sizable bounty on tiger skins, and thus Priya hoped to make her fortune. I was puzzled at first, for deadly animals seemed commonplace in the Sienni. Other villagers had told tales of wolves, panthers, disease-bearing insects, even a python large enough to swallow a grown man whole. Despite these manifold dangers, the entire village was adamant. The great tiger Shere Khan was more dangerous than any of them. Other creatures in the jungle killed for food. Shere Khan's victims were often found mauled, but uneaten. He killed for power, and his appetite for it could never be sated.
1: Wow, very few characters. Maybe King Louis uh, would be in the running for Dark Lord. Mm-hmm.
0: King is, Louis would be an interesting one. This is not
1: an Elsa-like deconstructing. I know no, no, this is very no, straightforward. No, yeah. We have a very clear candidate for Dark Lord, and the great thing is. He's a great candidate for Dark Lord, mm-hmm. and that is Shere Khan. Yes. So our Dark Lord, probably our most unique Dark Lord yet, a giant talking tiger
2: <laughs> that wants to eat you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't
1: matter who you are, you're a PC, which means he wants to eat you. Yep. And so you're watching this, you know who Shere Khan is, whether he sounds like Tony J or whether he sounds like Idris Elba, but. I am happy either way. Rachel, what is a Dark Lord?
0: A dark lord is apparently somebody who has a voice like butter, but beyond (laughs) that, a dark lord is an evil being who commits some kind of act of ultimate darkness that makes the dark powers say, Why, hello, new friend. We want to play with you forever because you have a voice like butter. And they pluck them up and they put them in a domain that is a special hell tailor-made just for them. There are really great dark lords... There are not-so-great dark lords, like Uruk von Kharkov, uh-huh. who I'm going to pick on again because he's a panther and we got big gear. Right, very, and just very seems, relevant, just actually, just relevant, more than yeah. usual. So we are going to talk about the four qualities that really separate the Strahd von Zareviches mm-hmm. from the Uruk von Kharkovs, and kind of how we are going to apply those four elements to Shere Khan. So our first element is that act of ultimate darkness. They did a specific evil thing that pulled the Dark Power's attention. In Strahd's case, it was killing his brother because he wanted to get with his brother's fiancé. Our second one is what they call, in Venderton's Guide to Ravenloft, the Torment. Since we're a Disney podcast, we call it they got what they wanted, they lost what they had. In Strahd's case... It's, you know, congratulations, your brother is out of the way, there is nothing standing between you and Tatyana except the fact that she's not into you and never will be and will keep reincarnating and rejecting <laughs> you for all eternity. <laughs> Our third one is an element of tragedy or relatability. They're not just evil for the sake of being evil, there's something in them that makes us kind of wince and sympathy. In Strahd's case... Imagine your crush rejecting (laughs) you for all eternity and reincarnating to continue doing it over (laughs) and over again. And then our final uh, element of A Great Dark Lord is that the domain reflects the Dark Lord in their curse in some way. Strahd is a vampire and is thus the dark lord of spooky gothic vampire land. He is not the dark lord of the jungle. Uh, <laughs> I'm like Irk von Karkov. I'm like Irk von Karkov. And also he is bored and he is lonely and surrounded by boring peasants because part of his curse is that loneliness of never being with Tatiana, And so it's kind of like writ large over the domain.
1: So... We have established these four qualities that we think make a good Dark Lord, and now we're going to talk about how Shere Khan, like all of our Disney Dark Lords, fulfills all to most of them. Mm-hmm. And to get an act of ultimate darkness, we are our very first step into the live action. Uh-huh. Because yeah. in the animators, he's just, he's bad and he hates Mowgli. And you get a sense some of that hatred comes from Mowgli being human. Big has a line while you grow to be a hunter with a gun. Mm-hmm. But... And you fire
0: is the only thing that he's afraid of, right, right. stripes is afraid of.
1: But you don't get like a specific thing. It's more generalized. And so we're kind of taking two elements from the live action movie. And one of those is Mowgli's mother, his wolf mother. She is a line, she's uh, critiquing Shere Khan. Shere Khan is saying having Mowgli there is breaking the law of the jungle. And she says, "Sort of, what do you know about the law of the jungle? Hunting for pleasure, killing for power. So and that's we we both blocked in on that right away mm-hmm. as a potential thing
0: because like that that's what humans do, right? Exactly. That's the, that's the thing. Brilliant. He hates humans, but humans hunt for pleasure and kill for power. Yes, it's so so, good. so something Shere Khan has done has made him. Thou art the, the man, man, Cub, Shere Khan. <laughs> I love you. Love you too.
1: And then we also have, in the live-action, this idea that Shere Khan actually is the one that orphaned Mowgli. That Mowgli was a baby, little toddler, traveling with his father through the jungle. They were staying in a cave, and Shere Khan went and killed his father. His father burned Shere Khan's face, and Joris scared him away, and Mowgli wandered out and met Bagheera. So kind of combining those together, it was Shere Khan, he never likes humans... And he just gets this inclination, he sees the cave, he knows they're in there, and he kills Mowgli's father for pure dominance. He's Mm -hmm. not hungry, they're not a threat, there is no kind of natural animal reason for him to kill this man. But he does it just to establish his dominance, just because he hates humans. Mm -hmm. For pleasure, for power.
0: And by breaking the law of the jungle, mm-hmm. he has gone against his own moral standard, uh-huh. which is classic Dark Lord behavior.
1: Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and then as he kills, as he's, his, his teeth, his claws kill Mowgli's father, the mists rise around the jungle and bring them into Ravenloft. And that also then is going to transition to our torment. And the torment is got this general idea Humans will always be stronger than him. Like, Mm -hmm. he is the biggest, baddest cat in the jungle. He is an apex predator. Everybody in the jungle is afraid of him. Everybody in the jungle Mm -hmm. gets out of his way. But humans will always be able to overcome him. Mm -hmm. And not maybe one human alone, but it's humans with guns, with fire, with traps, will always be able to overcome him.
0: So, like, one of the ways for our grognards who are wondering Mm -hmm. how this is going to be different from the Wildlands one of the ways that we're have kind of differentiating it is that with the wild lands it's just straight up the jungle but in the jungle book the man village is really important Mm-hmm. So we have that there is still the man village yes. there. It's on the outskirts of the jungle. And Shere Khan can never do anything about yep. it. Yep. Because he can attack the man village, but then he's going to get Zerg by humans with guns and fire. Uh-huh. They'll chase him off. There's nothing he can do. That man village is always going to be mm-hmm. there. And there's nothing he can do about it. If a big enough party of men go yes. into the jungle with their guns and their fire, there is nothing Shere Khan can do yes. about it. Yes. He might be able to pick them off one by one if they, you know, leave the camp early. A bodily function or whatever, but the entire party, nope, nothing he can do.
1: There is the jungle, and that is his domain, and he is the ruler of the jungle. But then there's this man village, and he has no power over it, and it is there, and it is just this itch in his brain knowing it's there. Mm-hmm. And we'll dig into this some more. That's that's sort of the general torment. And the specific manifestation is Mowgli. Mm-hmm. This is he's the Tetiana type character. Yeah. the specific kind of manifestation of this torment that he is in the jungle. He is a human, and he will Khan will never be able to kill him. Like mm-hmm. He'll never be able to have that dominion. He'll never be able to exercise his will. There will be this hu- always be this human, this man cub living in his jungle. Yeah. And he can't do anything about it.
0: They're not even just confined to the man village mm-hmm. a, but at least the jungle is his. Mowgli's there and he'll he'll always be there.
1: And another element we're thinking is that Sheer Khan has, since he became a Dark Lord, been stepping up his attack on any humans that go into the jungle for collecting wood, for hunting, for travel, for anything like that. He's been picking them off. So, of course, how are the humans responding? They are coming in with bigger armed parties. They are kind of expanding a little bit their defenses. It's not just one human woodcutter coming in anymore. It'll be a you know half dozen all with guns, mm-hmm. which is pushing into his jungle, rubbing his face in the fact that there's nothing he can do about them, and maybe he could go in and kill that half dozen hunters with guns or woodcutters with guns, but then next time it's going to be a dozen with guns. Mm -hmm. And, like, he knows that. So he, his actions are causing the fate he's trying to avoid, which is one of my very favorite Dark Lord things.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: I just I love that one.
0: <laughs> And there's with this whole humans will always be stronger, humans have fire, humans have guns, etc. It ties into number one, and yet another thing we love about the live mm-hmm. action movie, which is the thing that separates Mowgli from the rest of the jungle is that he has technology. Mm-hmm. He has a, the wolves call them his tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's able to kind of like figure out how to use like oh well I can't get the water you know by getting right down to the pool, so I'm going to like you know rig up a little basket on a and you'll be able to drag it to me that way and there is a book Hmm. that we love if this is yeah this is an endorsement yes um it's called scary stories for young foxes by christian mckay heidecker and it's basically like watership down if it were an easier reading level and explicitly a horror novel yes and about foxes and about foxes and it's basically how nature itself is a horror story if you're a fox yes it is and one of the monsters that shows up is a human, because uh-huh. of horrible monsters. They the sure are. And one of the characters' mothers has a line that she says to her that's always run away if you see a human. It's so like, a, no matter how much of a clever pause you are, humans are, are a thousand times more clever. Mm-hmm.
1: And they They're cleverer than you by a landslide.
0: They're cleverer than you by a landslide. That was it. And, and that is borne out. No matter how yeah. much she tries to outsmart the humans, she can't, because... Mm-hmm. Humans are smarter. Humans are
1: cleverer by a landslide.
0: And that's that's kind of where Shere Khan right. is. Hum- no matter how clever he is, no matter how strong he is, humans are cleverer than him by a landslide. And they will use their cleverness to make technology that makes him stronger than him yeah. by a landslide. Yeah.
1: There's obviously the guns. There's the fire. But it wouldn't even just be that. If this if this escalates, it's going to be traps. Mm-hmm. It's going to be snares. It's going to be bait. It's going to be ambushes. Mm-hmm. It's, they're cleverer than him by a landslide. Mm-hmm. And there is a just. Endless stream of potential humans coming from the man village. Yeah, Da-da-da-da-da. torment,
2: torment.
1: So then we have the element of tragedy and relatability. This is not as strong or as personal or as narrative biographical as a lot of our dark Lord. because Shere is just a big tiger that wants to eat people. There's yeah. <laughs> not like his parents were killed by Dalmatians. His mother <laughs> murdered by Dalmatians, and that's why was murdered by Mowgli's, and that's why he wants to. <laughs> He hates old Mowgli's.
0: Actually, Mowgli killed his father. His father. father.
1: <laughs> so tragedy and relatability is not going to come f- so much from Shere Khan himself as from the sort of necessary baggage any reader, any player is going to mm-hmm. be bringing in a scenario, which is the sort of inherent environmentalism. That with a conflict that could be described as kind of man versus nature, I think a lot of modern people are going to have a deep sympathy for nature. Yeah. And are going to kind of have an inherent negative disposition for man. And we want to be very clear, that's not this, right? Yes. That's not this story. We This is not Princess Mononoke. That was mentioned before and will be mentioned mm-hmm. again. This is not the humans are wrecking the environment this is not Shere Khan as some kind of defender of nature. Shere Khan is a defender of Shere Khan being the king of the world.
0: Yeah, we want to and it. We're going to get into this more later, but it's really important for our version of this domain that the humans not yes. be these horrible, like, rapacious mm-hmm. pillaging, because then Shere Khan is right. Yes. Um, and then he really was just defending the jungle when he killed my uh-huh. father. We want it to be, okay. we're going to get into this a little more later, that if that does happen, it's because Shere Khan made it happen. Yes, yes. That the humans were living there Totally peacefully, totally in harmony with nature. And if you want to bring in any more of that kind of like shades of gray conflict, it's because Shere Khan made it yes, happen. Yes, yes. Because we want him to be totally Dark Lord, totally culpable.
1: Yes. But just the nature of the scenario, I think, is going to have a little bit of gravitational mm-hmm. pull toward hashtag Shere Khan was right. Yes. Hashtag Shere Khan <laughs> did nothing wrong. <laughs> Hashtag no man comes in the jungle. The subtext is there. Mm-hmm. You have this nature versus man. You have this kind of avatar of an aspect of nature saying they want to drive humans out. Humans don't belong in the jungle. Hunters with guns are bad. And a lot of player, your players are going to have a natural sympathy for that. Mm-hmm. So that does give us our element of tragedy and relatability. As a, more of a, an emotional subject to the scenario than anything about the actual Dark Lord, but hey, that's something. <laughs> that means he's not an Eric Funker. So then, finally, we have our fourth element the domain reflecting the per- Dark Lord personality or curse. I mean, it's the jungle. He's a tiger. Yeah. They live in the jungle, specifically. This idea of nature, 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 nature. That this is, he is, Shere Khan is nature red in tooth and claw. He mm-hmm. is, nature is going to kill you. He's incredibly hostile and is going to kill you. And this is our wildest, most wilderness hex crawl domain yet. This is a domain where a lot of the danger is just going to come from nature and from the wild. Not from, you know, necromancers or <laughs> goblin bandits or anything like mm-hmm. that. Just the danger of traveling through a complete wilderness, a yeah. completely untamed wilderness.
0: So the nature red in tooth and claws, the domain reflecting the Dark Lord, kind of the Strahd being the lord of gothic vampire mm-hmm. land, and the kind of Strahd being the lord of a boring, lonely mud swamp is again the man village, and the fact that it will always be yeah. there, and Shere Khan will never be able to do anything about it. Just that that's reflecting his curse, that he never will truly have dominance.
1: Right, the classic gothic, we have this location, that's the externalization Of something internal. That sort of the jungle and the man village are like his psyche Mm -hmm. made large. Mm -hmm. And the man village is that itch, that sliver in his brain of, I have to run from man. I'm not the apex predator anymore. I'm Mm -hmm. not the absolute top of the food chain. So... We've hopefully established that Shere Khan is a great Dark Lord with a little bit of a little bit of tweaking of the backstory <laughs> to give him a, a specific origin point, not just he's a big mean tiger. So let's talk about how to mechanically reflect Shere Khan as a Dark Lord. And for the base stats, I'm going to say he has stats similar to a saber toothed tiger. Now, in the Monster Manual, there is a tiger. Which <laughs> absolutely, go ahead and use that. I'm specifically saying saber to tiger, not because I want him to have big, sharp teeth, that's just gonna look a little weird, that's not how we visualize Shere Khan, <laughs> but because that is a bigger and tougher iteration of a tiger.
0: If we had dire tigers in yes, D, yes. then we would absolutely do that. We don't yet. Yes. If by the time you're listening to this, there is a supplement that's come out with dire tigers in it, then use the dire tiger. Let us
1: know in the comments, <laughs> like, subscribe, leave a comment. <laughs> yeah. It is up listen- on socials.
0: <laughs> if you're listening to this in like 2025, right? Or, actually, or if you know. there is one,
1: you're like, oh, actually, <laughs> yeah, blah, 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 yeah. supplement "Horde of the Dragon Queen" is a dire tiger. Then
0: I looked uh, it up. I could only find third party stuff, but you know, you know. Let that. us know in the no socials. <laughs>
1: So, Saber 2 Tiger, as a way of reflecting that he is bigger, and mm-hmm. once again, for any of these characters, your Ka, your Bagheera, your Blue, it's going to be the giant version. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, Blue, not just, like, the bear, but, like, the polar bear, the, mm-hmm. the bigger, tougher stat block.
0: Dire bears if they have.
1: Dire bears if they have. I don't remember if they do or not. Ka. Not just serpent, giant constrictor serpent. Mm-hmm.
0: The wolves are dire wolves. Dire Ake- wolves, Akela yeah. Akela and Raksha.
1: Mm-hmm. Akela and Raksha are dire wolves. Yeah. So that, that I really think that is going to be a great immersive, like, you describe this wolf the size of a pony, like, padding forward. Mm-hmm. You're going to get that, and talking, they're going to get, oh, we're like Princess Mononoke.
0: Yeah, yet again bringing in the live-action mm-hmm. one. But uh, if you've seen the live-action one you saw what they did with King Louis, just kind of like that for yes, all yes, the yes. important. They had King Louis be this, like... Giant prehistoric oratan. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of that, but for everybody. For yeah, all for absolutely. all the really important, like leader animals. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, we have our Saber 2 Tiger for our Tiger Plus stat. Uh, <laughs>
0: tiger, tiger Plus. Tiger Plus is $2. $7.99 a month. This is a version without ads. Uh, yes. <laughs> I love the <you.
1: laughs> airport. And we are imagining he has resistance to non-magical physical damage. Just, he is so tough. He is incredibly strong. He is incredibly tough. You can have a party of armed, armored warriors, and he will just tear through them. You know, arrows sticking out of his hide, barely phasing him kind of thing.
0: The other animals cannot do a thing against uh-huh. him because it's not like they're going to be able to cast Acid's Flash. Right, <laughs> like- yeah.
1: But of course, vulnerability to fire. Of course, it is the only thing Old Stripes is afraid of. <laughs> he gets uh, advantage on any roles for intimidation because mm-hmm. he's flippity sheer con. <laughs> I mean, of course he does. That's all he does. With the whole movie is intimidate people. Mm-hmm. The average jungle NPC is got the friendly status. This is not because they're friendly to him. This is because they're afraid of him. Mm-hmm. And it just is for setting. This is the DC for him to ask a favor. It's like you no know, for him to ask like a, a medium favor of a random jungle resident is a DC ten.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, whatever persuasion. you want. Please don't, yes, me. No, please don't me.
1: And also, I was really proud of this. So we mm-hmm. can get this together. Mm-hmm he has the ranger class features for a 20th level ranger because <laughs> when you give a monster pc stats it stuff gets it's crazy
0: a monster monster a
1: monster monster we want to really emphasize that he is the ultimate hunter Mm -hmm. And some of those ranger features are the perfect way to do that. Also the
0: ultimate lord of the jungle. The
1: lord of the jungle, exactly. Favorite enemy, natural explorer, favorite terrain. Like, all of those things rangers can have, Shere Khan has. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's up to you if you want to, like, give him some of the spells. You could flavor them to be natural stuff. Like, Long Strider can just be, he can just move so fast. Or uh, Spike Growth could be just, he shoves you into a patch of thorns. Mm -hmm. Definitely, however hunter's mark yes he absolutely has hunter's mark and uses it all the time
2: (laughs) he does
1: and personally with the spells i would use them as like the equivalent of legendary or layer actions Mm -hmm. if they're doing a fight those ranger spells a 20th level ranger would have that would be kind of how he did layer actions or legendary actions he's like using the terrain as well as his own predatory nature his own teeth and claw to fight you
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so like the as a layer action, as a legendary action, he slams into you and basically casts Spike Growth and kind of knocks you into a thorn bush
0: because mm-hmm, he knows where all of the, exactly. the thorny growths are. Yeah.
1: And then finally, the power that all Dark Lords have—the closing the doors, except for Prince John <laughs> and sort of <laughs> Kevin McElminster, <laughs> and also sort of not Sure we'll Khan. Sort of yeah. So, he can close the borders. Mist doesn't super feel thematic. Mm. So, we're imagining... And I think this actually fits even more. The idea of the wild and trackless primeval jungle. You just... Can never get out. You just loop back. Like, you, you're you're going through the jungle. You're trying to leave the jungle and get to the borders. But you just find yourself looping back to, like, other parts of the jungle.
0: It's the Blair Witch Project. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it's that. It's So you, you pick a direction, and you spend the entire day walking east. And then you're back at some random part of the jungle that's in the north. Mm-hmm. So unless your con opens the borders, you're just stuck in the jungle wandering in circles. Except, and I was very proud of this idea, the Man Village. Mm-hmm. That in the man village and like the outskirts of the man village, there's a mist way that he cannot shut. Mm-hmm. So he can shut the borders for the rest of it, but there'll be just this path out of the man village that leads to another domain that leads into the mist and he cannot shut it. Because once again, that's the whole point of the man yep. village is the itch in his brain that he has no control
0: yeah. over. That is, it really does not quite count as part of his domain.
1: Uh huh. It is the area, by definition, outside of his control, and that includes the borders. Also, this works thematically. It's like Shere Khan's playing very, very, very serious tag with you, and the man village is base.
0: Ali Ali Oksenberg. Ali
1: Ali He is playing. He is playing tag. <laughs> The man village is base, that if your PCs can get to the man village, not only will he not follow them in, but they can actually leave. Mm -hmm. So that you have that wonderful, whatever's going on, whatever kind of chase being hunted by Shere Khan they're in, they have this clear goal, which is get to the man village. Mm -hmm. You know he can't go to the man village, and if they can get there, they can even get out of the jungle, get out of his reach entirely. Yeah. So our final thing for Shere Khan is going to be our quotes in the write-up, which will be free on DM's Guild, in the style of Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft, so for the Dark Lord we're going to have, the role-playing trait, the ideal, the bond and flaw. And I gathered some quotes, and they're a mix of the animated and the live
2: action.
0: Yes, dear listeners, in Home Alone, Tom was the one who was busy, and I gathered the Kevin quotes. Mm -hmm. For this one... It is still November, my dear listeners. Huh. I don't know if I've finished editing Book Club of Dread
2: yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Only you know if I've yes. finished editing those Book no Club of Dread. those
1: socials. Like, subscribe, <laughs> leave a comment. But only so I I,
0: it was supposed to be done December twentieth. Now it's January thirteenth. I don't know. I don't know. Time has no meaning. Time consists entirely of Wart uh-huh. Sighing as his eyes flutter with dark pleasure. <laughs> I don't know. It's all. It's all. panthers. I don't know anymore.
1: <laughs> that made sense to you because Rachel finished book club of dread and it was out. Otherwise, you just had some really weird combination of words. <laughs> Uh, Cross your podcast. Let's leave a little pause here for future Rachel to then jump in and tell us how she's doing. I love you. love you. too.
0: I finished it. What dark mayhem I have wrought.
1: So, Shere Khan, I've got a couple of quotes... I'm so glad it's the live action for so many reasons not just because there's more than basically two scenes with Shere yeah <laughs> like yeah, think about it. he most of the movie in the animated Jungle Book he's not there yeah
0: and they, he has talk about him
1: a scene with Ka basically and like a scene where he's listening to the, the John Patrol and then the scene with Mowgli
2: mm-hmm. and
1: like that's it he's the Hannibal Lecter of this set he's on screen <laughs> for like 11 minutes
0: <laughs> like we would have had to go to Tailspin if we didn't yeah have yeah that. yeah
1: <laughs> not
0: really. I might you No, no. And if if you want to do them as you know, animals, then Tailspin right, yeah, has already yeah. got spelljammer. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Let us
1: know in the comments. Want we'll to uh, do a Tailspin? Oh,
0: wow, yeah. Tailspin actually been great yeah, spelljammer. No, yeah,
1: Yeah. I've, wow. I've, I've often thought, as your listener, I've often thought that if you wanted to run, I was thinking because do the lens of Star Wars because that's what I do everything. That's how I process information. It is. And, and confirm. Um, if you wanted to run a sort of Star Wars Han Solo scum and villainy esque, you're like. Dudes with a ship. You just you're you're a ragtag crew with your ramshackle ship, kind of Firefly style. You're just trying to like keep it flying. Then you could really do a lot worse than just taking episodes from Tailspin.
0: We will absolutely do a peddler sales about Don Carnage. That's just yes, happening he's so
1: great. <laughs> okay,
0: Chris, you heard it your first time. Yep. We haven't told you Don this Carnage. yet, but now you know.
1: <laughs> so here is my quotes from the anime Jungle Book. And you should know that everyone runs from Shere Khan. Mm. And that's in response to Mowgli saying, I'm not going to run. You should know that you, you know who I am, like Shere Khan. And you should know everyone runs from Shere Khan. There's something big potential there.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And this is same same scene. And then this is to the, to the vultures. Bravo, bravo, an extraordinary performance. And thank you for detaining my victim. Mm. And then finally, ah, you have spirit for one so small. And such spirit is deserving of a sporting chance. And I'm going to close my eyes and count to ten. It makes the chase more interesting.
0: For me, that that sounds like a trait, but we'll see. Yes,
1: exactly. So now we're gonna have a a real shift in characterization. That's part of our thing is trying to reconcile the two very different like personalities. Mm-hmm. Shere Khan has in the movies.
0: Yeah, the the animated Shere Khan is very genteel. Mm-hmm. There's this uh, this mask of sort of gentility over the vicious mm-hmm. interior, whereas in the live action, he's just a bully.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's much more aggressive. And one of my favorite moments in the animated, I couldn't get a quote out of it, sadly, so because it's very context-dependent, is uh, Ka is starting to hypnotize him. And he just sort of swipes at Ka's face and then deliver like, no, 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 there's enough time for that. Like, it's just that absolute self-possessed aristocratic disdain.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just the like, I'm, I'm this, I'm just swiping this like a fly and I'm just going to sort of mumble, I don't have time for this mm-hmm. because that is how completely in control I am in this situation. Yeah. So, all right. So here's, is yourself a sheer Khan. I will have all of you in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so.
0: Just for an example of the difference there. Yeah, right,
1: that's said. not going to be a thing you're going to get in the original. Mm-mm. Then we have two two big quotes I think we're going to be very fruitful for us. And one is, this is after he kills Akela, because they're refusing to turn over Mowgli. Have I got your attention now? I didn't want to be this way. I made it so simple. All I asked for was one thing and you denied me. Well, that ends now. Spread the word. Until I have the man-cub, these hills are my hills. You did not respond to reason, so now you will know fear.
0: Ooh. Right, there's a lot there's there. A there's a lot, a that's, lot that's, there. That's a very long quote, but that contains, like, four right, yeah. usable smaller quotes. Wow.
1: And then this was when he first kind of encounters Mowgli. It's this really neat thing uh, that there's a drought. So, basically, there's, like, a truce that the law of the jungle is during this drought. There's a truce because... the water truce. The water truce because drinking... Is before eating, and even the whole, like, we have to have peace around the watering hole.
0: Yes, yeah, so you can hunt elsewhere, but if somebody's at the watering hole, you don't touch them.
1: Yeah, all the animals, you know, crocodiles and warthogs, side by side. hmm So, though I'm deeply respectful of these laws to keep hmm. us safe, here's my promise. Nothing lasts forever. The rains will return, and the rivers will rise, and when this rock disappears, that truce will end. You want to protect him? Fine. But ask yourself... How many lives is a man-cub worth?
0: Mmm, that's mm. really good, but it's so context-dependent. It's so context-dependent, yeah.
1: yeah. It's so context-dependent. So, this is from earlier in that scene. She you your hunting grounds for a few years, and everyone forgets how the law works. Well, let me remind you, a man-cub becomes man, and man is forbidden.
0: A man-cub becomes man, yes. and man is forbidden. That feels like either the ideal or the bond.
1: Yes, it does.
0: Because his bond is kind of to his hatred of man right. and his hatred of money. I, I bond. I think that's our, yeah, best. That's our yeah.
1: best bet for bond. I don't,
0: so. I don't know what else he would do for bond. So
1: right, exactly. Mad. That is sort of the external thing that is most important to him is this idea of man is forbidden. Mm-hmm. And man should be out of the jungle. Mm-hmm. So then uh, we still need our ideal, our role-playing trait, and our flaw. What do you think? You're about to say
0: something. I really like for the, for the trait, we don't have to have the whole big long quote for it, but right. I think the trait could be like, such spirit is deserving of a sporting chance. Now I'm going to close my eyes and count to 10. It makes it chase more interesting for me. I think, that that, I think that's great. good for a trade. That, that tells you everything you need to know about him. I'm
1: really glad I do want to work, try and work in some of those OG Sheer Khan yeah, quotes yeah. as well. So for the trade. Also, this is the kind of thing where you're likely to play... PCs are likely to interact with. Yeah. This is a very PC-facing interaction of mm-hmm. the monster being like, all right, I'm going to give you a 10-second head start. Mm-hmm. And, and the sort of... The, the self-possession of like Oh, you have spirit, so mm-hmm.
0: And even in the live action You get the whole This is what he wants to be Yes, yes But he has too much of a temper on him mm-hmm. so, so this is <laughs> We're almost getting kind of like a tiger rat again here Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's just This is the hulked out version Is the one that we get in the live action But you that you do get that That's like kind of what he's trying to do And you can even see the Idris Elba version Delivering this in a much more aggressive
1: way Right, yes, yes so with a flaw, it has to be something with the kind of killing for pleasure, killing for power. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe you do not respond to reasons, so now you will know fear.
0: Yeah, that it's purely for intimidation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That and even, is not, he's not saying, you know, I'm hungry, so I'm going to eat you with you to not respond to reasons, so now you don't live fear.
1: And yeah, so that is that domination. Mm-hmm. And that domination, he's not doing this. The whole scenario, he's not... Doing you know, killing Akela for any kind of territory or any kind of eating or protecting his territory or mm-hmm. anything like that, or because Kayla was a threat, he was doing it just for power. Yeah. And we can't get the whole scene, sadly, because that would be perfect. But that I think it's captured, and you do not respond to reason. So now you will know fear. Yeah. Okay, so we have our trait, our bond, our flaw. We just need our ideal. I could see. Maybe everyone runs from shared. I was
0: thinking everyone runs from nice. Shere Khan too. Nice. The yeah. high
1: five for shared. The, the
0: only other one, like, a man cut because man and man is forbidden is really good yeah. for the. Like, honestly, I think that's better even for the ideal than for the bond, but we don't have anything else that works super well for a bond. So, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so you should anyone's ideal that's his whole thing mm-hmm. it makes sense as us the problem is that
0: that man doesn't run, man doesn't yeah, run from Shere Khan man everyone run from runs Shire from Shere Khan, Khan yeah. is his ideal yeah you're right like yeah.
1: that is kind of the thing the that guides even, him
0: that's why man right. is forbidden is because man does run not run everyone Shire runs from yeah. Khan. yeah I like it
1: alright cool and then even you have the everyone wants for Shere Khan and pairing that with the spirit deserves a sporting chance. I'm going to close my eyes out to 10. That kind of cat and mouseness, ness mm-hmm, mm, yeah, yeah, intimidating, but he'll even do the like, Give you a 10 second head start to make the game more interesting. Yeah. And that also nicely ties in with the sort of this is just for pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like this killing is not for food. Yeah. This killing is for pleasure. It's he wants to make, to make the, the game more, game more interesting.
0: That's yeah, a game to him.
1: Okay, excellent. So, with our final element of the Dark Lord write up in the Van Richten style, our role playing trade ideal bond flaw quotes, we can now stop po- focusing entirely on the dark ruler of this jungle, Shere Khan. And talk more about the general jungle itself, setting itself, including even what we're going to call it Beyond the Jungle, in a section we like to call
0: The Land. The Land. The CNE contains a variety of landscapes. Grasslands filled with water buffalo, blighted wastelands patrolled by vultures, and tremendous rocky cliffs framing lush river valleys. However, it is often referred to simply as the jungle, for reasons that become obvious after spending any length of time there. The massive trees and tangled underbrush seemed to stretch for eternity, and without my guide I would quickly have become lost, if I were not devoured by native wildlife first. We stumbled upon the shed skin of that massive python, and if anything, the villagers had understated its size. Priya warned me that if we met it, I must never look at it directly, for fear of its mesmeric gaze. I caught glimpses of enormous wolves gliding silently between the trees, but thankfully they seemed to have no appetite for man-flesh. At one point, I heard a riot of hooting and chattering in the trees above me, and Priya pointed out the monkeys filling the canopy. Some perched high above us, others hanging from one arm with the other dangling low as so though to catch us. She called them the banderlog, log and told me we would have to make a small show of force to frighten them away. Otherwise, they would snatch us up and carry us to the ruined temple where they lived with their king, a massive ape who sought to learn the secrets of human magic and technology from kidnapped travelers. I was curious to see this temple, but being carried there by monkeys did not seem like the ideal way to visit it. So I obliged my guide with an eldritch blast. The banderlog scattered, and Priya quickly took us down another path before they could return with reinforcements. As the banderlog departed, Priya's eyes darted to the trees once again. I asked what she was looking for, and although she attempted to demur, I pressed the issue. She confessed that sometimes she spotted a figure in the trees that seemed at first to be a monkey, but was actually a young man. Rumors persisted that a human—perhaps a little boy, perhaps a youth on the cusp of manhood—lived within the jungle as one of the animals, but no one had ever gotten more than a glimpse of him. Priya said she believed that these sightings were made up of nothing but monkeys and overactive imaginations, but her eyes continued cutting to the trees nonetheless. The banderlog may have had hostile intentions, but they were annoying at most. As we traveled, it became apparent that something far more dangerous was stalking us through the jungle. One moment, the air would be alive with the buzzing of insects and the calls of birds. The next, everything would go dead silent as the animals hid themselves from whatever creature was on our trail. My guide would order me to absolute stillness, and together we would peer into the foliage, weapons and spells ready for whatever lurked there. Then, slowly, the sounds of nature would return. My guide was afraid to even say his name, but we both knew that Shere Khan was hunting us, bringing our dredge to a fever pitch to show us who is the true master of the CNE.
1: So for the Domain, the write-up is going to say Mowgli's Jungle, because we need something people will understand.
0: Uh-huh, and Mowgli's Public Domain! Yeah, baby! All these characters are Public Domain except King Louie. Ask but- Andy Circus! <laughs>
1: but for the actual kind of a oh. Official name for the domain, we are going with the C N mm-hmm. That is what it's mostly referred to. That is the region where Kipling apparently like read some books about it, and did base a lot of this in the CNE. I know in that region in India there is a lot of like jungle book tourism. There's like <laughs> a tiger preserve in the big forest there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it mixes in some other features from other parts of India, but he even refers to Mowgli as being from the C N E, And we got that in the live action movie. He called mm-hmm. himself Mowgli of the C N E. Yeah. So, we're going to refer to this as the CNE or the CNE jungle as we go forward, just the CNE. I already heard D
0: right- referring to it as the CNE. Uh-huh,
1: but the write up is Moby's Jungle because people <laughs> know what we're talking about the uh, public domain picture of a cover of the jungle book, <laughs> the signet paperback from the 60s. So, we are imagining the domain is kind of in the point about 20 minutes into the movie. Mm hmm. Mowgli has left the wolves. He's left the pack, and he's kind of wandering in the jungle looking for a new home. Shere Khan is hunting him, trying to find him, and that's kind of the permanent status quo of this setting.
0: Yeah, by the time your PC's come coming, maybe he's with Baloo, maybe he's right. with the apes, like he, he, wherever it's in that kind of that point after like our, our inciting incident of him leaving the pack.
1: This is a, one of those things we can take advantage of, the fact that time is fuzzy in Ravenloft. It's mm-hmm. like, maybe, also, they don't have a lot of clocks or calendars in the jungle. It's like, yeah. maybe it's been weeks, maybe it's been years where Mowgli's been searching through the jungle. And,
0: like, they don't know how long it takes for a man to come to grow up into a man. It's, it's, it's different right. for all animals, so.
1: So, they, I mean, they're already taking him forever compared yeah, to the yeah, wolves. Really. So, that is where we are. So, some amount of time has passed, and your PCs kind of enter the status quo there. And the CNE in this case, it is that very much the primal jungle. The idea of the jungle, it is not just like pure jungle, but much like in the Jungle Book, in the book and in the movies. It's a bunch of different terrain types. Mm-hmm. So we have grasslands, we have rocky cliffs. We have sections that are more like forest almost, mm-hmm. but it is really just primal nature, and they'll yeah. refer to it as the jungle. But it is the the primal archetypal idea of the wild. Most animals your PCs encounter, talking or otherwise, are terrified of Shere Khan. It might take your PCs some work to win them over. They're going to start with an unfriendly disposition, a humanoid just out of fear of Shere Khan. Mm-hmm. But they will shift if you prove your trustworthiness or good. So, this is your classic, like, what Mowgli does in the live action. There's a baby elephant stuck in a ravine. Your PCs pull the elephant out of the ravine. They save the baby birds from the crumbling tree branch, whatever. <laughs> and they win the animals over. They kind of prove they're trustworthy.
0: They might save a panther cub so that they can literally save the cat.
1: They can literally save the cat. <laughs> and... This is also going to take them more than Mowgli. Like, Mowgli, they're familiar with. Mowgli, they know he's a man, but he's kind of a half-jungle creature because he's grown up in the jungle. He speaks all the languages.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's very wild. But your PCs are going to be wearing, like, clothes and stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and carrying
1: gear and tools and weapons. And They, c- they can a-
0: make the red flower with yes. some of that stuff, I'm yes, sure. Yes, they have it's- several things
1: red flower related. <laughs> Her sorcerer might just be able to red flower all over the place. Yeah,
0: that's mm. that's gonna be a whole thing.
1: You do have Bagheera, and Bagheera will, if they demonstrate basic decency and not just <laughs> slaughtering animals left and right, it's not a given. <laughs> mm. Bagheera will appre- be friendly. Bagheera will, be will over the moon them. to yeah. see you, yeah. And he will try and recruit the PCs to take over the man village. Like mm-hmm. that's his big goal here. He's been trying to get Mowgli, track Mowgli down and get him to the man village, maybe weeks, maybe years, who can say. (laughs) And now here are some humans, and they seem like they can take care of themselves. And what a perfect group of people to fawn off this job.
0: Yeah, (laughs) there's some heavily armed transients who are used to escort quests.
1: Yep. (laughs) So Bagheera will, that's a really easy way to kind of get them into this wider Mowgli story is through Bagheera. Mm -hmm. Uh, In terms of specific locations, we've got a couple of them. We have got Council Rock, and that's where the wolves live. The wolf pack lives. This is going to be a social political encounter, unlike in the live action movie. Aquila is still alive. Mm-hmm. He's the alpha of the pack. He is wise. He's a good leader. If you're in Cub Scouts, this is this he's, <laughs> he's
2: the
1: archetypal leader, and he's focused on the good of the pack. So he's not immediately going to be like humans. You are our friends. We will fight beside you. He doesn't like Shere Khan. He wants to help Mowgli. But he is going to put the good of the pack ahead of that. Mm-hmm. And in the book Jungle Book, the collection of stories, there's a very interesting, like, Shere Khan has been spending time with them and kind of winning over some of the wolves.
0: You see to- a little bit of that yeah. in the live action, but you yeah. don't actually get to see it sort of come to fruition.
1: Yeah, and kind but- of getting them to turn against Akilah and say, oh, he's helping Mowgli and Mowgli's just a drain, he's taking food from your mouths and things like that. Mm-hmm. So... This is a cool, like, social-political encounter where you've got this leader who is very sympathetic to the PC's sort of goals... But is like okay, but that's not my priority. Mm -hmm. Like my priority is the good of this pack, and if I do that, that puts the pack in danger. And I think that could be a very compelling character for a lot of PC groups.
0: Yeah, and that also might actually be a way that he's sort of similar to Bagheera in Uh that, like, an obvious thing that's good for both Mowgli and the pack is to say, "Oh, well, if you guys can take Mowgli to the man village, Uh you'll be keeping him safe, and that way, my adopted son is safe. He's getting out of here. He's, you know, Shere Khan's not going to be coming after him, and also after me." And you know everything went.
1: And then also in the pack, you're going to have Raksha, who is Mowgli's wolf mom, previously mentioned. Mm-hmm. She's the obvious out. Mm-hmm. She's the obvious like, are you going to help Mowgli? Are you going to fight Shere Khan? She is all in for you. She yeah. is. She is like, I am team PCs, hundred percent. And kind of, that could be a great, you know, that friendly NPC that's the one that like, oh, well, this wolf is this. And this kind of explains the scenario. Yeah, yeah. Explains the internal politics. Explains the deliberation. And I really love the idea of this sort of very political, you have the different members of the wolf pack. And with the idea of Council Rock and in both the animated and live action, we see this idea of it's a very consensus. Mm -hmm. So you could have a big, like... The charisma people, the bard, the paladin, get to come to Council Rock and give their speeches and they yeah. really try and win the pack over. And then maybe have a big wolf fight. Yes. As though the pro-sheer con faction. Like, ah, oh, we don't care that the pack voted for Mogri. We <laughs> vote with our teeth.
0: And then the barbarian gets to have <laughs> some fun. And so, they, you know, everybody wins. And, like, the good
1: wolves are on your side. <laughs> and you're fighting mm-hmm. the bad. Helping because you fight the bad wolves. the bard won yeah. so. So that, that's a So that's great. Yeah, yeah. That's a fun session. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wolf political debate slash big brawl at the end. Oh,
0: i won't That's
1: like and d perfection right there. <laughs> Speeches and punching. Yes. So our second major feature is the Lost City. This is where the banderlog, the monkeys, live ruled by King Louie who, let me clarify, is not the character from the Jungle Book and the Men movie since that proprietary. This is a <laughs> original <laughs> monarchial character spelled differently. Just take my word for it. Spelled differently. <laughs> Similar to but legally distinct from Louis Prima's character in the in the animated jungle.
0: Well, I mean, clearly we're going to be modeling him off Louis Louis Fourteenth. The right? Yeah. Like there the, are many, the, kings many kings
1: historically named Louis. They're fourteen.
0: The the Lost City is very Versailles yes, yes, yes. There are at
1: least sixteen kings named Louis, and that's history. <laughs> you can't copyright that. So. The Bandar log ruled by this monarch with a name. In the live action, there's a, he has a line about how he has a lot of treasure. He's like, I've got food. He's trying to win Mowgli over. He's like, I got food. I got treasure. I got everything you could want. And, you know, for a DD context, we're like, Treasure, oh boy.
2: Yeah, really? And a, a
1: lost city full of treasure is your classic D&D hook. Mm-hmm. This is where they we're jumping ahead a little bit to the, the hooks. But the idea that in this jungle, there is this Lost City. The Lost City's full of treasure. That is like a good dozen D&D adventures yeah. right there. Just That's all you need for most PCs. to mm-hmm. be like, well, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And the great thing is, this there's plenty of combat here, but there's also a very good social encounter. That this is King Louis will absolutely try and recruit you in. You, ooh, ooh. He wants to be like you, like he (laughs) will.
0: Especially if you've got that sorcerer who's red flowering left. Yeah,
1: yeah, or somebody with a wand of fireball. Mm -hmm. Like, he wants, he has a very clear want, which is he wants the power to control fire, to make and control fire, and he will approach the PCs, try and get that, and he will be, like, very friendly, and he will be very willing to trade and give them what they want. Hey, you want these magic items? You want my, found my big pile of treasure? You absolutely can have those if you make a deal with me. But it's a kind of offer where he's not taking no for an answer. Because
2: mm-hmm.
1: he knows they can... Like he's Mowgli, he was just wrong. No, he, he actually could give him what he wanted. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because even if you don't have somebody with fire spells in your party, you, a basic survival check, you know how to use flint and steel.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pro- If you have an explorer's kit, you probably mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. A, a fire starter.
0: Yeah. Tom was telling me, but was it Greece? Greece, yeah. That when Tom studied abroad... He studied abroad in Prague mm-hmm. and he took a detour in Greece. Mm-hmm. But there's a con that certain Greek criminals will perform on tourists, American tourists mm-hmm. there, that basically involves they treat you like like you're their new best friend, and then suddenly all of their other best friends come out of the woodwork and like they take you to a bar, take you to a bar, and having, a bar a great time. having a great time, and then the bill comes out and the smiles go away
2: mm-hmm.
0: and. In I Want to Be Like You, when he gets to the Don't Try to Kid Me Man Cub verse, every time it hits that verse, I think about the smiles going away, Mm -hmm. and that's that's the con, they're buttering you up. And then,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: then, it's, then it lands. And they're like,
1: we're not taking no for an answer.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, are, you are paying the staff.
1: And this is another one where it's a cool mix of social and combat. And once again, if the PCs are like, we're fine giving this monkey with delusions of grandeur the power of fire, like, it'll, everybody can win here. Mm-hmm. And that's up to you to determine what the consequences of that are for the setting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the kind of thing PCs would
2: do.
1: <laughs> but this is another thing where it's social but it's more of a social where like your rogue might step up. The more mm-hmm. like deception, trickery, manipulation, a con job. Giving them that a, fake
0: of, giving a fake wand Giving a fake wand of Something
1: with a limited number of charges, you know, mm-hmm. just enough to get you out of there. Yeah. Or- Something like that. Or, like, you give him a fake wand and the sorcerer's secretly making the fire starts. We yeah. Think so. Right, like... Oh, I
0: like that. Yeah, yeah. right. So it's Ooh, another
1: another social encounter, but it's much more of a con job social encounter. But either way, it could end with a big combat against hordes of monkeys, which is just fun. Then we also have the often-mentioned place, the itch in Shere Khan's brain <laughs> that he can't scratch, the Man Village. This is is a village. It's the village. It's very like D&D. Does it, have men? it has men.
0: Mm, does it have women?
1: Possibly, at least one. So, <laughs> this is she the She will touch the water. She will when she's grown. This is uh, your classic D&D setting of like there's the village and then the wilderness to go into. So I think a lot of PCs are going to kind of naturally make that connection of, oh, this is kind of home base. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of stories in this domain, this can be home base. This can have an inn. This can have a blacksmith. This can have nothing fancy. It doesn't seem super sophisticated, not like a magic shop. But it can have, like, a blacksmith and an inn and a place where they can buy basic supplies. Mm-hmm. And if you want to have this be more of a presence and have it be home base – I do recommend at least reading the Wikipedia plot summary of Jungle Book Two. Don't because watch it. Don't watch, watch any directed
0: EVD no. sequels. Don't please. No, please don't. You've seen Return of Jafar, you know how bad this gets. Uh
1: yeah. But Jungle Book Two does have a big section set in the Man Village, so that can at least give you like some NPCs some geography, mm-hmm. some description, just something to build on. If you're like, I don't want to make a village from whole cloth.
0: There's also, do you remember the 90s live action jungle book? I do, yes. Yeah, so that, that also had a lot, it was it was yes. much more kind of Tarzan than jungle yes, book. Yes, it was. Um, but that could also give you some stuff for the man village. Like, especially if you want to bring in this theme of Shere Khan mm-hmm. creating his own worst enemy and they're getting more rapacious. Yeah,
1: yeah. You can also bring in some stuff from one of the stories in the Jungle Book collections called Tiger, Tiger, and that's a bunch of it set in the Man Village. Weirdly enough, Jungle Book Two is taking a bunch from that. <laughs> but uh, so that could also be a source of like potential NPCs, locations, customs, things like that. One thing we are taking from Tiger, Tiger is the idea there's a reward for tiger skin. Mm-hmm. There's like a very big monetary reward for tiger skin,
0: which there wasn't. There wasn't. Yeah. Started pulling Great this job. because you created your own problems, Jerkon.
1: And there's one character that is this a hunter named uh, Boldio, I don't know how to pronounce it. And Boldio is kind of the jealous, he wants to get the tiger skin, he wants the reward. So when Mowgli kills Shere Khan, which is what happens in the story, he tries to, like, steal the tiger skin from him because he wants the reward. And when Mowgli's wolf buddies chase him off, Boldio, like, gets everyone to think Mowgli's a witch. So... You know, a, a very good, useful NPC type is the rival jealous jerk
2: mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. like
1: wants the treasure they they got, like the greedy rival jerk, especially yeah. like a kind of parallel PC group. So there you go. If you mm-hmm. if you want a name for a jealous, greedy jerk, bull deal. And then finally, one more spot we're going to talk about is The Wasteland. Mm-hmm. This is the best thing I could come up with for that section we do see in the animated movie where the vultures live. Yeah. Because that's very moody, very evocative, like kind of dead grassland with dead trees and there's like a storm and there's mm-hmm. like lightning strikes that's a very cool evocative place we want to work it in
0: yeah and also the vultures are a super great npc group mm. because there's a kind of like it's a really neat idea that vultures would be working for Sheer khan yes it's this idea that like well Sheer khan is this killer? Is this hunter? So the carrion eaters are you know, going to be mm-hmm. feasting if they follow Shere Khan around. Mm-hmm. And there was in the book we had Tabakwi the jackal, mm-hmm. um, who is just straight up his accomplice, like right. we get, pure bad guy. Yeah, theory. like in the in the animated Jungle Book, you would know, get the vultures. They have a heart of gold. Uh-huh. Tabakwi did not have a heart of gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to have just like pure, vicious, you know, carrion-eating monster. Tabakwi's a way to go. You just
1: want your kind to have a little goon.
0: Yeah, you want... Yeah, and yeah. you know... Who, yeah, does, who doesn't
1: who want... Doesn't. Who doesn't want... You uh-huh. want some, like... Some some hi, some hot hyenas to his scar. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. a little goon.
0: Yeah. You got a great cat with carrion-eating sidekick. Yes. what more do you need? If you want it to be more like the vultures where the PCs can flip them, then, you know, you've got... You know, the vultures, they are like and you can do this with either vulture types or tabakwi types, Uh that they're kind of luring the living animals in, kind Mm -hmm. of bringing them to Shere Khan so that Shere Khan can kill them and they can get meat. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing a tabakwi type, then he's 100% in this. Yeah. Um, If you're doing more like the vultures... You know, they're used to not having to look their prey in the eye before they eat it. That's the whole thing about being a carrion eater. And, like, when you actually, like, talk to the prey and find out Mm -hmm. that it has a personality and an interior life and everything, you start feeling real bad about yourself if you're trying to get it killed.
1: Or even just, like, the idea that they do fundamentally respect the laws of the jungle and the circle of life and all that, and then they're like, wow... We're eating great, but a lot of, pre- like, carrion we can't even eat. And that, mm-hmm. like, is... That's itching our brains. That, yeah. like, that's really bothering us and really kind of giving us a moral stomach ache.
0: Mm-hmm. There's There's more than we can eat because Shere Khan hasn't eaten any of it because mm-hmm. he's killing just for funsies. Yeah, like yeah. We're, we should be eating his leftovers. And we're, we're, like, not.
1: stuffed, and there's stuff we can't even eat, and that is making us very uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. So you can have the flippable... Goons hmm. and the unflippable. Who made goons. these sound like the Beatles? <laughs> they might, they might have. Monsters. You know, have fun yes. with it. Do, yeah, you know, do a
1: do know. a Liverpudlian accent. It's fine. <laughs> you only live once, guys. How, how many times do you get to have NPCs and do a beetle, <laughs> do an impression of the Beatles?
2: <laughs>
1: and then finally, one more worth mentioning on the subject of Shere Khan's allies, and that's Ka. And Ka's really interesting yeah. in the movie. And I think that's going to be a very useful NPC type to have in the movie. The movie version of him.
0: The live action movie version, you mean, right? Or, the, uh, or the animated, or too. The anime, okay. Like,
1: in both of them, it's like, it, it, in the animated, it's the more, like, he seems to be working for him or have this mm-hmm, direct connection. Mm-hmm. Like, in the live action, they don't really interact. Mm-hmm. But you have a full-on scene with them. But, so he's very friendly to Shere Khan. He clearly, like, he's on Team Shere Khan. But he seems very reluctant. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he's, he's clearly scared of Shere Khan and Shere Khan doesn't trust him. Like, he keeps checking to see if he's got the man cub. Mm-hmm. You know, Ka has his own agenda. And then, like, Shere Khan leaves and are sort of like, 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 like <laughs> with the vultures, Ka's kind of creeped out by Shirk. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Ka's kind of uncomfortable with how much killing Shirk <laughs> is doing.
0: You said the movie, and I forgot that we were like differentiating from right, the movie into yeah. the book. I was like, the movie as opposed to the cartoon? <laughs> 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 okay, but the cartoon's also a movie. Okay. <laughs> and
1: so this is fun. Another very useful NPC death. Like, Ka can kind of be the star screen. Yes. <laughs> can be the light. Yes! is on the team but really has his own agenda and would not cry if shir khan died Mm -hmm. tragically maliciously died and Mm -hmm. that could be a really cool thing for this very uneasy like okay i roll my wisdom inside he legit hates shir khan but is he going to stab us in the back? Like, right. he might help us. He might not help us. He might just try and eat us. He might, you know, help us. But if the fight's going badly, he'll flip and help Sheer Khan. He would like...
0: totally flip. If the fight yes. And something. that's yeah. that's neat. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a
1: neat potential ally. Yeah. So it really could go either way. Mm-hmm. And so we have this great setting of this primal natural wilderness. We have this hopefully great cast of characters that your at least some of your PCs will have a kind of built-in emotional connection with sense of, you know, you have a scene with Ka that's gonna be really fun oh, yeah. for, for at least a couple of your players. Do your evil Winnie the Pooh impression. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but Rachel, what do you do with it?
0: Dread possibilities. Eventually the time came to make a camp for the night. Despite the heat, Priya insisted that we make a fire. It would keep the animals at bay, and any predators it might attract would doubtless catch our scent no matter what we did. She offered to take first watch, and I settled down for an uneasy night. I will never know what possessed Priya to leave the safety of the fire. Perhaps she simply had to take care of a bodily necessity. Perhaps the banderlog stole something and she thought that she could leave for a mere moment to retrieve it. Perhaps that python drew her away with its eyes. I do not know. All I know is that I awoke to the sound of her screams. Remembering what she had told me about the animal's fear of fire, I snatched up a burning log and followed the sound of her agonized cries. I found most of her hanging upside down from a tree, and the rest of her on the ground. Whatever killed her had not bothered to eat her. We had followed the river to her campsite, and I hoped I would be able to return to the village by following the river again, occasionally casting fly to get a bird's eye view to help guide me back. Had Priya not taken such a simple path, I would doubtless have become lost, and I wondered if she had been preparing for this possibility. As it was, I was able to stay on track, traveling as quickly as I could, always in dreading the moment when the jungle would go silent again. I believe Shere Khan intentionally waited until I was almost to the village to make his move. It was more amusing to him that way. I had just flown above the trees and knew that I only had another hour or so to go. I traveled above them for as long as I could, but when the spell wore off and I descended, the massive tiger was waiting for me. Stories had not prepared me for his size. Even the sight of his paw print had not truly conveyed the power of the creature that stood before me, all tooth and claw and lean, graceful muscle. To my surprise, he spoke to me. His polite tone contrasting with his lashing tail. He informed me that I was trespassing in his jungle, but... Today he was in a sporting mood, he would allow me a few moments head start before hunting me down. If you fear that I will harm your jungle in some way you needn't, I said, I am only passing through and if you allow me to leave unharmed. The massive tiger laughed, sounding almost genial, but his tail continued to lash. As your first, Shere Khan fears nothing, he said, and as your second woman, if I allow you to leave, others of your kind will know that they can enter my jungle with impunity this cannot be allowed but as i have said i am a fair sport and will allow cursing myself for not knowing any true fire spells i cast a silent image and created the orange glow of fire on the jungle to my right shere khan started and i dashed into the illusory flames by the time he mustered the courage to follow me i was long gone having fled into the air where he could not catch my scent For the rest of my journey back to the village, I remained either in flight or resting upon tree branches that could not bear a tiger's weight, occasionally blasting any monkeys that came too close.
1: I want adventure in the great wide somewhere.
0: I want it more than I can
1: tell. So, other than the fact that you, the GM, had a bunch of little animal toys, (laughs) little jungle animal toys that actually were perfect scale to your PC's character minis, Mm -hmm. why, Rachel, would your PCs come to... This the jungle of the CME.
0: Well, as we were hinting when we were talking about the banderlog, the Lost City and any other ruins are just fantastic dungeon right, right. dive treasure settings. Just like if you hear about there's this ruined temple out in the jungle, your PC's yeah, yeah. ears are gonna prick right up. And whatever MacGuffin they're looking for, you know, there can be it itself can be there. There can be clues, you know, any kind of like Indiana Jones thing you want to do right. in these ruins. It Just- could even
1: be like the pictographs on the walls reveal the secret of something, 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 mm-hmm, so you need to go transcribe mm-hmm. them or there's, like, lost magical rituals you can discover from the wall paintings or whatever. You know the kind of thing
0: they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we apologize you know, for the sound of our little Shirkon Khan sharpening her claws yes. in the background. She is in a mood.
1: She's adding atmosphere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you you know what you could do with a lost city deep in the jungle, and it's yeah, yeah. any number of adventures.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, if your PCs are short on cash, then they might be he- they might hear about this bounty on tiger skins. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you know, once again, we've talked about tugging purse strings versus tugging heartstrings. Uh-huh. If it's more the heartstrings thing, then maybe they get this this call for people who they, they need help protection going into the jungle right, right. because they're being attacked by this evil tiger, and they they just they just want to go in there and forage for food. And they yeah, 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 they're getting hungry. There's always you know with jungles, there's medicinal herbs, magical plants. Just all kinds of if if you were if you were a '90s kid, yes, you yes. know the kinds of things they talk about with the rainforest. Yeah,
1: right. Yes. That was a real big thing in the '90s <laughs> with there being all these really important medicinal plants in the rainforest.
0: And uh, there are, I'm sure there are, but...
1: just not like brought up as much yeah. as it was in the '90s. <laughs>
0: the 90s the amazon it just has cures for cancer yeah. going on every tree <laughs> just that's yeah but that, that can be the case in mooglu yes exactly. to see any. Maybe, maybe there there is some kind of just, like really important spell component plan mm-hmm. or you know whatever that you need
1: and once again i feel like your pc is if you're like oh you have this spell you want to do mm-hmm. but the component is a rare flower deep in the jungle they're like oh okay yeah, all right all right yeah, you yeah, know yeah, we yeah. get we, we get the deal <laughs>
0: Or, you know, once again, maybe they're hired, there's this caravan that's looking for it and mm-hmm. it's to- classic where, where, as where always where would we be without guardian a caravan so there's somebody else who's looking for this rare flower and the pcs have to you know go in and help them out mm-hmm. that, that gives you some cannon fodder for sure kind to of kill which is always mm-hmm. fun another thing it could be connected to the backstory in some way you know we talked about this backstory of Mowgli's father being killed so it could be Mowgli has other family you know Mowgli, mm-hmm. we don't we don't hear anything about what happened to Mowgli's mother we don't know if you know his father had siblings or anything like that. So maybe someone connected to Mowgli's father hires the PCs because they never found Mowgli. They found the father's Mm -hmm. body, clearly savaged by a tiger, but they never found his child, and maybe they've even used divination magic. They know that he's alive out there, and they need somebody to go out and find him. And then we had a similar thing we talked about with Home Alone where we were saying maybe you get hired to find out what happens to Kevin's family. But with Mowgli, you even can have, like, resolution. Into this, you don't have to worry about the Dark Lord, right, you know, right. plot armor thing, but if, if you go and you find Mowgli and you say, oh boy, your uncle is looking for you, Mowgli's going to say, I don't care, I want to see right. the jungle, but you can go back and tell Mowgli's family yeah. that he's alive and he's okay and he's happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You could do it if you wanted to bring in a little more political stuff with another domain, you could do, especially when to mention Calcari in a minute, mm-hmm. you could actually bring in some stuff with the classic Tarzan character, which mm. I feel like it's not super questionable. There's a lot of like... Yeah intermixing Mm -hmm. very similar DNA to these two characters and you could have it be the whole like oh Mowgli's actually heir to some noble house Mm, or some fortune so you have this like you know the solicitor or the uncle or the nephew or whatever hiring you to go like okay if he's alive that's great if not you know if you can just bring back proof of his death then they can move to the next heir mm-hmm. so then that gives you really focused find Mowgli and once again if you have the no i love the jungle it's wonderful i'm gonna go with my stupid greedy uncle <laughs> the pcs can like come back and be like oh yeah we found you know here's the little necklace he was wearing we mm-hmm. found his body he's dead you you can leave him call off the search parties you can mm-hmm. leave Mowgli alone
0: yeah and then speaking of Kalakiri, in the older material bingo, uh, we've we've mentioned the idea of these islands of terror where they weren't part of like the main big core, but there were a couple of thematically linked domains that were connected together. So we mentioned that with Arendelle, that there was this uh, this frozen, icy like island of terror that had you know, all the all the snow themed domains in it that you could plunk Arendelle into, and in second edition, they had a cluster called the Steaming Lands and it was kind of like your India stuff. Mm -hmm. So you had... Sri Raji which was the original Kalakiri, uh-huh. um and it actually borders the wildlands you know for pretty obvious reasons. So if you wanted to have kind of this idea of more something that's more like a core then you could have the CNE bordering Kalakiri, because once again they're kind of our two india themed domains. You could have you know Kalikiri, sort of the cities and everything mm. and then there's this huge you know jungle expanse bordering it. And in that case you could do some really cool stuff with the warring factions are using the CNE for military movements. Uh-huh. Um, um, they're transporting things. Again, they're not going in too far, because if they do, they get savaged by yeah, tigers. Yeah, yeah. And once again, we want to make sure that we don't have, like, groups of humans coming in and, like, burning or exploiting the jungle, because we don't want Shurkan to be right. Especially in this case, where it would be, you know, a group of humans that he hadn't egged on in any way. But they could just be kind of using just the Borders of it for covert movements, and you're helping to score in there, and then you can attack by tigers. Yeah,
1: this is a neat like if you really are uh, doing a thing with Calicari, Mm-hmm. This is a super easy transition, and there's just this huge jungle, and some of the groups are doing, as Rachel said, covert military maneuvers using it for moving supplies. Uh, nobody wants to pop to any troops there, so it's great for, like, a guerrilla war-type units mm-hmm. to move through the jungle. And that's just a really cool, then, place to have your PCs go, where you're kind of shifting from that more, like, military-political intrigue of Kalkari to the sort of jungle survival Yeah, that that the Jungle Book lends itself to.
0: Yeah. And then you could also have, you know, once again, if if they're seeing the CNE as being this really dangerous place that they don't want to do a whole lot in, if there's, like a prisoner or mm-hmm. an assassination target or something like that that's you know trying to escape from all of this warfare, then they might say, hey, you know what? You know where they're not going to be bananas enough to follow me? The c and e. yeah, I'm going to yeah. go in there. I'm going to get lost. I would rather get eaten by a tiger than whatever they're going to do to me. Uh-huh. And then you get hired to go in and extract them.
1: Right. Then you could get like a really cool sort of the double resonance of you are the PCs you are hunting for this person, Mm -hmm. either positively or negatively, either to like get them or to like rescue them. But you're you're hunting for this person but something's hunting you. Yeah. Sort of do your own version of Predator, where mm. you kind of have oh, your, like, yeah. military objective. You're going in, but there's this thing hunting, the, the Shere Khan's hunting you.
0: I didn't even realize you could totally do you Predator could totally do Predator. predator yeah. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, you could, uh, you could do basically the whole plot of Predator. Yeah. With, with it's all Calicary and political intrigue, and you're, like, going in. I the love PCs, this. Yes, right. <laughs> the PCs are going in to do... To, like, to destroy a base, to extract a prisoner, or to rescue some documents that got recovered, and then Shere Khan is the Predator. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm so happy right now.
1: So, yeah, lots to, of possibilities. To, to
0: ignore all our other suggestions, do <laughs> that. To Predator.
1: <laughs> if it bleeds, we can kill it. So, that's a lot of possible plot hooks. Pretty much whatever could get people into a jungle, you could get people into the jungle, and then you've got that immediate... Plot thing of Shere Khan notices humans are in his jungle and start stalking you and hunting you, and you even have the whole—he's not necessarily going to just jump in and take on this group of armed transients. He's—it go- makes sense, right? He would stalk them, he mm-hmm. would watch them, he would want to pick them off one by one like the predator,
0: like the predator,
1: and that's going to be really cool. Yeah. So our core
0: maybe send the like Tabakwi and some other Jackals in to like harry them, right? get yeah. a sense of their capabilities. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, oh. this, this is going to be cool,
1: right? Oh. So our core story, which we'll do more detail, is that you're in the jungle for some reason, some objective, and you tangle with Sheer Khan. Shere Khan's after you, and you are just trying to escape him. Mm-hmm. But sadly. He's a Dark Lord, he bleeds, but you cannot kill him. <laughs> but you could hurt him enough that he leaves you alone or runs away, goes off to lick his wounds, or get to the Man Village. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stories where you can bring in Mowgli, if you want to have that, where you're like protecting him, you're helping him, you're searching for him. But you don't have to be Mowgli, because the PCs can kind of be the Mowgli in this situation.
0: Yeah, yeah. There are some of these for the core story, like, you're really getting into the, the just doing the whole Disney everything. But the great thing is that... The PCs are humans, right. asterisk, human, humanoids in the you, jungle. You know what I mean. Yeah, you know what I mean? So Shere Khan could be going after them. Right. And, oh, yeah, also Mowgli's there. He goes to right, Mowgli right, right, eventually. Right.
1: So, this is going through this. We are like, oh, this is cool. Shere Khan's a good Dark Lord. But the thing that really made me excited about this mm-hmm. domain was realizing of all the domains we've done, of all the domains we might ever do, this is the perfect one for that particular type of DD adventure, the Wilderness Hexcrawl. Yes. And that's for a couple of reasons. Number one, you have the fact that it's a wilderness, right? That seems Mm -hmm. obvious. You have, even like your classic, you have this like home base of the Man Village. And you have the sort of couple of major landmarks. People in the Man Village could tell you a couple of the major landmarks of the jungle, but it's mainly really unmapped. So you've Mm -hmm. got that big empty hex map that you're exploring and filling in. Who knows? Ruins, caves, environments poisonous plants whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, animal encounters uh, animal encounters right and so it's also very survival based right like this is something that comes up more in the live action movie but there's all these dangers of just the jungle itself you've got heat you've got monsoons you've got mudslides you've got quicksand you've got all the wilderness hazard environmental stuff from the dmg and that is just as much a part of it and just as part of the, a threat and a danger as, like, the the monkeys or the tigers or mm-hmm. anybody. But it also is great for Wilderness Hex Crawl because the movie, the, especially the animated movie, is so incidental. Yes. It is so just. Mowgli moved to a new hex and rolls an encounter, <laughs> and then moves to a hex and rolls an encounter. Encounter
0: Colonel Hathi and one D ten elephant.
1: Yeah, right. And like, it's a social encounter. Yeah. And even the great thing is, some of them are like challenges to overcome, but a lot of them are also even just these social encounters. So mm-hmm. like, kidnapped by monkeys. Oh, I roll. I rolled a ninety eight. That's kidnapped by monkeys. <laughs> Oh, I rolled. A, I rolled a ninety-five. That's friendly bear, mm-hmm. who's willing to like hang out with me and be buddies. <laughs> oh, that's dawn patrol. Let's see what happens. You, you, there, there's just a patrol of elephants, uh, you know, marching through the jungle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that is that's the thing. If your people or your PCs are just moving from hex to hex to hex and having. Animal encounter, and here's a mudslide, and here's a stampede of wildebeests, and here's a like temple with a weird monkey living in it, Mm -hmm. a ruined temple that might have some treasure in it, and here's a serpent, a giant serpent with mesmeric powers (laughs) who tries to hypnotize them and eat them. Mm -hmm. Like, that's very much like the movie. They're basically living Mm -hmm. out the jungle book. So, yeah, this is perfect. This is more than almost I think any one we've done so far. We might do this is the exploration pillar
0: of the Indian. yeah. I can't think of any other sort of gonna hit the exploration pillar as well as Jungle Book does. Just if you. If you are the kind of GM who just loves sitting down and just making a giant map of all the stuff, or making a Mm -hmm. giant chart of encounters, this is the setting for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so this one's where you could have mapping being a huge thing. You give them that blank hex Mm -hmm. map. You could have them be filling and then discover it. This would be perfect for a kind of Disney jungle-flavored West Marches-style campaign, where you just have the man village as the base, and then... They go out and they fill in the map as they go of the jungle. Mm -hmm. And speaking of filling in the map, uh, we try and stay on the core books like Wizards of the Coast does, but Tomb of Annihilation is your best friend here. Like, Mm -hmm. if you are running this, especially if you're like, oh my gosh, I love the idea of a really, really big campaign set in this jungle. I really love the idea of a big hex crawl set in this jungle, Tomb of Annihilation. Just, you could even just take the map of Cholt... Cut out the zombies, because that's not really flavorful. Mm-hmm. Cut out the different humanoid settlements and use that map.
0: So I have not played Tomb of right. Annihilation, so why don't you pitch to both me and our listeners who have not played or red Tomb of Annihilation why it is such a perfect emulation of the jungle book.
1: You are going to have a lot you need to cut because it is a more of a standard DD thing. So there's like various humanoid villages, goblin villages, mm-hmm. giants hanging around, like there's a red wizard floating around. Like I have to cut mm-hmm. all that stuff. But it gives you a map. And the map is beautiful. Mm. And the map is... The great thing is there's the GM's map, but then the player's map actually is... It's got, like, the borders of the continent are filled in, but then the middle are all blank hexes. Oh!
2: So you
1: even have that, like, it is for the PCs to map uh-huh. as they go. Oh, cool. And, like, finding good maps is even a major thing they can try and do in, like, the major city. So you mm-hmm. could even just... You have this city, but you can just make it a small village. Nice. And... Also, Tomb of Annihilation, it's going to give you a bunch more jungle hazards. It's going to give you the poisonous plants. It's going to give you a bunch of weird animals mm-hmm. if you want to bring in some of the weirder. If you want, like, a jaguar with, with snakes for a tail or <laughs> monkeys that can do sonic blast screams at you that make you confused or, like, mm-hmm. all sorts of... They, they, they're they still that jungle animal. We're not getting into fawn like classical D&D monsters, but they are... Still that they have them that more exotic, weirder, more magical DD flavor. You want pterodactyl people that are swooping down <laughs> and stealing your stuff from your canoe and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's got some more wilderness like survival supplies and just this is the big like jungle explorer survival campaign they've done for 5e. So it seems like I absolutely, if I were thinking of doing a a big uh CNE game, I would start with that as a base and if nothing else pillage it for like hazards and monsters nice so although there are multiple iterations of the Jungle book there's various books various movies various live action movies we are really sticking with the one but we do always have those variations of how we do this for younger players how you do this for older players and Younger Players is really easy because we even have that kind of, we're using the live action remake as the baseline and make
0: the animated movie the baseline. Yeah. if Once again, if you haven't seen the live action movie, we highly recommend yes. it. It is grittier and more yes. violent than the animated movie, uh-huh. like Aquila Dice. Right. Um, I don't remember our our son, we mentioned our oldest, loved the animated Jungle Book. It was his favorite movie that he watched every day for a while. And when we tried watching the live action with him when he was like six, it was too scary for yeah, him. yeah. It is PG-rated, it's right. kid-friendly, but, you know, this. Is, it is not the aging down version. Yeah, the yeah. animated movie is the aging down version.
1: In the live-action movie, you know, there's much more, like, the fights are biting. Yeah. There's sometimes blood. We see Mowgli get scratches and scars. Mm-hmm. When, like, Shere Khan swipes him, he has scratches on his chest. Like... And that's perfect for your average, I think, like, D&D 5e game, like, violence level. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you want. You won't see anybody gushing blood, organs dangling out. This isn't a Sam Raimi movie.
0: A gets thrown off a cliff. Right, like, that's you all know, you, don't you don't see, see is yeah, it's, it's a Disney death.
1: But for aging down, as we mentioned, for our son, we have this specific thing. It's use the movie as the baseline. Even the violence in the movie. It's mm-hmm. a good aging down violence. It's much more chases. It's much more smacking. It's much more cartoony. Like, Shere Khan swipes at people, but you don't see, like, scratches. Yeah, you can imagine he's, he's just neat.
0: hitting them with his paws, right, right. clawing them. I
1: don't think we see anyone bite anyone, except maybe someone, like, bites someone's tail at some point, mm-hmm. but it's very silly. Yeah. In this version, for younger players, I would have most everyone be friendly, like, most of the animals be friendly, because they want to hang out with the animals, mm-hmm. and they get, there's, like, bad guy animals, like, if our son were playing this when he were younger, he would get, yeah, Shirkhan's a jerk, Kha's a jerk, but most of the animals King nice. Louis a jerk. King Louis's a jerk, but, like... The elephants are nice, Bagheera is nice, Baloo is nice, and that's what they want. They want to make friends with animals and mm. dance and sing Bear Necessities. Yes. Don't dig too much into kind of the emotional weight of Mowgli leaving the pack mm-hmm. and its connections with on the pack. Like one reason we like the live action movie is because it digs into the emotional weight of that more. Whereas in the animated movie it's much more the relationship with Baloo.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like, like this guy I've
1: known for a day. Yeah,
0: the wolves who've raised him his entire life versus this bear who he's, you know, hung out with for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> But for kids, once again, that's what you want. You don't want yeah. them to be too sad about Mowgli has to leave the pack. And if you have Shere Khan as kind of this tyrannical ruler, a lot of kids are going to be wanting the sort of inspiring the animals to stand mm-hmm. up to him. Kind of like the end of the animated movie with the vultures. Like, yes. that's what they want. They want, we have these animals are afraid of Shere Khan, but we can convince them to fight back. And they could have their big, you know, tie a branch to his tail and get him to run away. And have that so you don't need to get in the Ravenolf metaphysics and you just be like, well, he's gone. <laughs> we won't see him around these parts for long anymore, I I reckon. <laughs> Cheercon just die? <laughs> yeah,
0: it was really unclear. That was
1: really unclear. So that's what they want. And they also, one final point with kids you might consider. A lot of kids that love this movie, they're going to want to be Mowgli. Yes. Because they love Mowgli, and it's cool, and they want to talk to animals and jump around and have adventures.
0: And they want to have been raised in the jungle and just have the animals see them as one of them. And just all, you, you, you know exactly the fantasy right, we're yeah. describing here.
1: And we are going to have some things for that, which is, this is one of the things where we would suggest, I don't know if this would work for adult players, but for a group of kid players, Actually having it be sort of they were all humans that were raised in the jungle. Mm-hmm. We are going to have in the write-up on DM's Guild, we always do the domain, the free domain write-up in the style of Van Richten's Guide, as we mentioned with the quotes. And there will be a chart adapting some of the backgrounds from the player's handbook. Having it be your background for your PC is your what animal raised you.
0: So, like, obviously, Soldier is Elephant because right. of the Dawn Patrol. Exactly. Uh, unless you wanted to go with the live-action uh, version where the the elephants are more, like, godlike figures, in which case, Acolyte would work, yeah,
1: yeah. Or for uh, the Wolves, I was thinking that would be a good version of the folk hero background because the idea that, like, you have the pack. And, like, the pack knows you, the pack respects you. Anyone that is respectful of the pack will recognize you as part of the pack and will, like, give you that shelter. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we'll have that chart in the ring. of
0: and if you have or no ten-year-olds, uh-huh. then you are just imagining them right now, like, rubbing their hands together, wanting to decide what kind of animal group race them. Yeah, be- yeah, yeah.
1: And and then, this that even makes sense if there were a couple different man-cubs? They would kind of band together against Shere Khan, and once again, don't be locked into the Ravenloft metaphysics, like, let them just beat Shere Khan. Yeah, like, let yeah. that be the story. Mm-hmm. The story is them trying to avoid Shere Khan, make friends, explore the jungle, and eventually beat Shere Khan. Yeah,
0: and I think it goes without saying, but I will going to say it anyway because that's our job. Uh, in this version, you wouldn't want there to be a Mowgli other than the PCs, yes. because they're, they're the special ones. So They're, they're the, are the ones the Mow- who are, yeah, they are the Mowgli. They're
1: the guy on the cover of the book. Yes. So that is how you play this with kids, and that sounds pretty fun, mm-hmm. but what about with adults?
0: Well, this is, again, I don't think this is one where we're going to need to do the skip ahead warning. Mm -hmm. I don't think that there's anything here that's going to be, like, traumatic for children to listen to if they're in the same room as you. We've... Mentioned Princess Mononoke multiple times mm-hmm. leading up to this, and this is where we're really gonna be digging into that because aging up is where you would want to kind of get into a more morally gray story, yeah, 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 and kind of be getting into that sympathy with Shere Khan of the the environmentalism. Mm-hmm. There, you know, Shere Khan's not doing it for environmentalist right. reasons. This this is total like tiger greenwashing going on there, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there is that resonance there that you can bring in
1: that like a dark lord. It's such a useful villain thing to have mm-hmm. because, like, a dark lord can have sympathetic motivation. A dark lord can have understandable goals,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but fundamentally, a dark lord is a bad person. Yes, and any action they are pursuing is for their ultimately for their own selfish, mm-hmm. their own interests, their own desires, their own flaws, and their own selfishness.
0: Ultimately, in the series finale, Walter White will admit that he did Uh not do it for his family. Exactly. He did it for him. He did
1: it for him. And a Dark Lord, in the end, is always, I did it for myself.
0: Yeah, and that's what Shere Khan is doing. He's
1: doing it for himself.
0: But if you wanted to have, again, kind of that grayness, kind of, and Mm -hmm. especially I think there is a lot of power in the idea that Shere Khan created kind of a more aggressive mm-hmm. man village when before it was just, you know, perfectly nice people. Mm-hmm. Then you could have kind of a lady aboshi like figure in the man village. You could have that. The man village now is like going in really aggressively right. attacking the jungle. Maybe this is giving Shere Khan a little more, you know, sexual support from the other animals that they, that, the animals are going hashtag Yeah, yeah. was right, because they don't know that he's the one who created this. Yeah, season. this is all his fault. Yeah. So he's really he's really able to leverage this into getting more support from the animals.
1: And that could be a good way to explore the Shades of Grey is having some minion animals like maybe have Tabakwi, Tabaki, whatever, maybe have... Some of the wolves. We mentioned the whole idea that he's winning some of the wolves over. Mm-hmm. And mm, it's Mononoke stuff. The whole, like, you have these wolves who are like, no, we have to do this. And Shere Khan's our best bet. Like, Shere Khan's the only one with the strength to take the fight to the humans. Mm-hmm. And so that's, we were doing this. And even if Shere Khan is doing this because he just hates humans, a lot of his followers legitimately are worried about what the humans are going to do. And are trying to preserve the jungle.
0: And that's that's kind of what they did with King Crocodile in the original Wildlands. That there was... King Crocodile was able to leverage this legitimate grievance against the humans to, like, trick all the animals, basically, into making him their king. So you could do something like that with Shere Khan. Mm-hmm. Once again, I would just make sure that it's as long as everything was fine until Shere Khan decided to be all Shere Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Princess Mononoke, another way to take this for aging up is having, like, feral Mowgli. Yeah, yeah. Make Mowgli much more son. I, Tom, Tom did not I know did the exact illustration one. I was talking about. Some of you will. There's an illustration in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I don't remember which Arthur, volume. Our generational
1: bingo mm-hmm. card A reference. Little,
0: little girl who was raised by wolves. Some of you just got that real clear mental image right now. <laughs> Do that. Yes. Yes. You can have it be much bloodier, you know, or again this is one of those things where it's the aging up is doing the opposite of the aging down. We mm-hmm. said with the aging down you wanna have it go from the claw strikes to the batting people in the face with the paws. Do the opposite yeah, of that do the claw Just strikes. yeah, do the claw strikes. Do the man alive, someone who had been devoured by a tiger would look real bad. Uh-huh. You could have there be you know, we talked about all of the ruins with the lost city, the lost temple, all that other stuff. You could have there be more recent ruins. Maybe there was more than one man villain. Yeah, yeah. And then Shere Khan got to him.
1: Like the one we see in the live action Jungle Book. It's got there's like a stream. And there's a bridge, and there's, like, a bunch of, you know, torches set up and a big fire. And this is very much, you can see the kind of defenses they have. But mm-hmm. there's this very clear border.
0: Yeah, fortifications. And
1: yeah. maybe, like, yeah, there used to be more villages in other parts of the jungle, and this is all that's left. Is this one that's very defensible. Mm-hmm. And this one that's, like, much harder for Sheer Khan to, like, infiltrate.
0: Yeah. So you could have your PCs come across these mm-hmm. these other villages. Mulan style. Mulan style, Yeah you could get the other villainous animals to be much nastier. King Mm -hmm. Louis has the potential to be a real monster. Yeah, yeah. He is a bad person, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you can can really play that up. The other thing, this is kind of what we we had talked about this with Arendelle, really playing up the survival horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Arendelle, this is kind of the the horror of the environment, the horror of nature. Mm -hmm. Get really strict about tracking things like food and water. Right, right. And making sure that the plants are edible. Have, like we talked about with Arendelle, Like, with Arendelle, is the constantly describing how cold you are, that every time you blink, your eyelashes freeze together. Here, you're constantly describing the heat, the sweating. There are insects landing on you every minute. Mm -hmm. You don't know which ones are carrying disease and which ones Mm -hmm. aren't. The stifling, like you feel like you're underwater because the humidity is so bad. Just... Constantly describing how nasty all that is, even if nothing mechanical happens, the PCs are going to feel like they're on the ropes.
1: Like, if you have your, like, paladin or your fighter and they've got, like, the heavy Mm plate armor, like, you you know, there's there's rules, there's mechanics for that in terms of rolling con saves and everything, but this is one of those things we mentioned with Arendelle that real... Hard GMing is engaging the imagination. Yes. And it's not a huge deal. That's not a high DC concept Mm -hmm. necessarily. And if you're like, oh make a concept because it's hot. And but if you just describe the like baking in their armor Mm -hmm. and they're just like sweat is like filling up their eyes, they can barely see. They feel like they've just been walked through the rainstorm because they're so drenched in sweat and they can just, their armor's so, like, hot to the touch. It's, like, burning their skin every time it brushes against it. Mm-hmm. Then you could get some horror in that very low DC concept.
0: Yeah, because it, like, so we're referring back to the first yeah. episode. you should listen, it's great. <laughs> but, you know, we mentioned in that one that we recorded it right after I'd come off this Balanox survival mm-hmm. session. And I don't think you guys failed a single check yeah. that I gave yeah. you. Like, you guys were Mechanically, you were doing fine. Yeah,
1: we were like a high-level party, and we mm-hmm. bought a bunch of magic items before we had went. A <laughs> and we had a <laughs> druid. Like, but you engaged our imagination. You made Thank us feel you. the cold and the danger, and the you made us the reason we were fine because we took it really seriously because you engaged our imagination.
0: Thank you. Like, <laughs> so- it's
1: just like everyone's been cold, everyone's been hot.
0: Mm-hmm. And then bringing in that stronger sense of paranoia, you know, Shere Khan is hunting you this whole time, mm-hmm. so you're um, hearing like the rustling, mm-hmm. the eyes in the darkness. yes, like, and it gets, it's not just Shere Khan mm-hmm. because he's the Dark Lord, but even if you're not having other animals serving Shere Khan, even if it's just Tabaki and you don't have any other animals serving Shere Khan, you guys are delicious. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and there are going to be eyes watching your delicious, delicious meat from the darkness, waiting for their chance to pounce.
1: Like we mentioned with the sort of predator analogy, the like, if they ever go off on their own, mm-hmm. if they ever split up, mm-hmm. like really that that paranoia.
0: Yes, because again, Shere Khan knows he can't take on a whole party, but he's really going to want to pick you off one by one. So if anyone goes off on their own, there's going to be an encounter where they'll have to chase him off, yeah. There's also, speaking of the insects landing on you, there's the possibility of doing stuff with disease. Don't be a jerk. Like, disease isn't fun. Um, (laughs) But you can do something with it. Like, even if it's just, like, a disease is more of an annoyance than Mm -hmm. anything else. It's not just going to be completely debilitating your characters. Mm -hmm. But giving them that sense that, oh man, we dodged a bullet, we cut this one, what else are we going to catch? Again, mm-hmm. it's raising that sense of stakes of paranoia and again, that we all know about disease-carrying insects. So, oh gosh, this one just gave me, you know, disadvantage on my con saves for 24 hours. Who knows what the next one's going to do? A quick interjection here from future Tom and Rachel. Future both of us! <laughs> we are going to horribly embarrass nah. one of our brilliant but extremely Mm-hmm. Patrons. Hi Kosuke. Yep, it's uh, you. It's you. <laughs> uh Kosuke is on our Discord and every time after an episode drops, he has a million yeah. brilliant ideas that make us go, Oh my gosh, why didn't we think of this? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, I'm legit mad at myself for not thinking <laughs> this I'm a little mad at him for thinking of it and I didn't.
0: But this time, they, as soon as they heard that it was Jungle Book, they said, hey, right. here exactly. are some of the ideas that I'm having. So that's the great thing with the magic yes. of, of editing and pre-recording. <laughs> we can come in and share Kosuke's brilliance with all of you. Because, okay, so jumping back to all of the talk we've been having about Princess Mononoke. Uh-huh. Their idea was that, you know, remember the apes in Princess Mononoke, for those of you who've seen it? Uh-huh. The horrible, creepy apes. Yes. And the way they wanted to be like you, ooh, ooh. Yeah. The way they wanted to be like you,
1: ooh, ooh, was by eating you. Right. Ooh. They had the line, "We'll eat the human and gain his strength." Yeah. And Son was like, "That's banana boots." <laughs> so- literal, literal quote if you. Haven't yes. seen
0: it. So what if that's what King Louis? Yes. Manimalist oh my is gosh. Doing? Oh my gosh. That's horrifying. And it's
1: so good because that's like you. They get kidnapped by the banderlog. They get taken to the city. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna have dance party with Louis." <laughs> It's going to be Louis Prima's dinner. Yeah. And you it's, find it's out it's gonna that's how he's going to be yeah. like you. <laughs>
0: or maybe if you don't agree to help yes, him. Yes, yeah. Like that's, that's plan that's B. The when the smiles go down uh-huh. and they're not taking no for an answer. Like, well,
1: if you won't give me the power of Man's Red Flower, I'm going to take it.
0: Mm-hmm. With my tummy. <laughs> also, because we haven't cited the Frozen episode enough this uh-huh. episode... We mentioned the Frozen episode that when humans do that kind of thing, they start turning into ghouls. Uh huh. And you know, San does say in Princess Mononoke, right. If you eat him, then you'll become something else, something worse than human. Uh-huh. Maybe it could be some horrible thing you come up yeah. with that they're starting to turn into, or maybe they're starting to turn into ghouls. In which case, you get the Jungle Book and Princess Mononoke yeah. and the Graveyard Book all at the same time. Chicka chow! Thank you, Kosuke! Thank you so much! This is wonderful. Also,
1: there is a stat block in um, Tomb of Annihilation. I forget what they're called. A gorillon, gorillon—they're mm-hmm. like the four-armed gorillas. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's a stat block for a zombie, for an nice. undead, because one of the things in Tomb of Annihilation is like their zombieitis. Nice. So there's even a stat block for a zombie gorillon that could very easily be reflavored to a zombie king of the swingers. Man, the jungle VIP. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, that's our that's our note from future Tom and Rachel. Mm-hmm. Hi, Goose uh, Hi, Goose You're a genius. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.
1: So, we mentioned that as our main alternate takes on it is the for kids, for younger players, and for older players that want a grimmer, darker version. We do, however, have one more kind of alternate take to do. And our baseline, as we said, is very jungle, nature animals. Mm -hmm. This is not a lot of goblins, not a lot of ghosts, not a lot of zombies. You even said cut the zombies from Tomb of Annihilation. Mm -hmm. But if you want a little bit more of that classic capital M monster D D flavor, we do have some possibilities.
0: Yes. Or even if you want to do a longer campaign in the CNE and you think that the animals are gonna get old, mm-hmm. then there are some ways to bring monsters in. And that's if you go into Indian mythology. Like seriously Google Hindu mythology monsters. Yeah. I found some great things on the first page. We'll
1: put like a link or two in the in, yeah. the, in the show notes and we'll also put a link or two in the DM school right now.
0: Yeah. Of just some monsters that are really easy to reskin. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can just, you can take uh, some stat blocks from the monster manual and reskin them to resemble these, you know, these monsters from Indian mythology because a lot of them are animal themed. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want... The, the monsters that you throw when you don't want them to be, like, goblins or whatever. Yeah. Like there there are some great, like, Indian witch vampires and stuff Those are awesome, mm-hmm. but they don't really fit the Jungle Book. Unless mm-hmm. you kind of have, you know, one of them lurking down in the basement of this, you know, ruined temple, which does sound great. But she's not going to just be, like, wandering around the jungle. But ones that are animal-based that's great, that's mm-hmm. cool, you can use that. So, you know, Nagas are obvious, Rakshasas right. are obvious. There's like, there's an Indian version of a Willow the wisp uh, There's one that it's the voices of your loved ones. You hear them calling you desperately from somewhere in the jungle and then you wander off and you get attacked by these shadowy monsters and devoured. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's an Owl that drinks your blood. Like nice. You can do you can do like vampire stats, but it's an owl. That's awesome. That, that witch vampire. One of her forms that she takes is she can turn into a tiger, but it has one human leg. That's Ooh. how you can recognize that it's the witch vampire. That's so, so creepy and that's weird. That's a creepy detail. So just you know, guarantee you ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Look up monsters from India, and you will find so many cool monsters that fit the flavor of the CNE that will. Give you more than just jungle book creatures to go off of.
1: Right, and the great thing is you don't have to build them from scratch. Like mm-hmm. Almost everyone Rachel mentioned, you were probably like, "Oh, I know I could, I could take a stat block and I know exactly how to make some tweaks to give it that unique flavor, give it that unique theme, but also have everything feel aesthetically similar. Mm-hmm. It's like not, it's not jarring, it's not intrusive, it's part of this same basic feel of this." India-based Jungle Book adventure.
0: Yes, and I did not even try to pronounce any of the names uh-huh. of these creatures of the Nagas and Rakshasas because I, I. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I speak English. I speak German. Go that is it. <laughs> type
1: it into Google and ask Google how to pronounce it. We definitely don't speak French, as established. Yes. Previously, in our Beauty and Beast episode. Yeah. So we've given you a couple possibilities. We've given you possibilities for a very long uh, wilderness survival hex crawl, with or without more magical, mystical monsters. Mm-hmm. Possibilities for younger. Players, possibly for older players. And then let's wrap up with our parting thoughts in the section we like to call
0: Parting Thoughts.
1: So, the first thing we like to talk about in Parting Thoughts is the genre of horror for this domain. And we're both smiling at each other. And, um, <laughs>
0: because I know exactly what Tom's going to say next. If
1: this is your first time, then uh, we. this is from Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. It's, as we always say, one of the best sections. They take different genres of horror. They talk about what is the sort of core fear. What are the aesthetic signifiers. It is super useful if you are running any kind of horror gaming to, like, identify the genre and look at their advice. And so we always like to also have the genre of horror. And I didn't full on write it in the write up already (laughs) I wasn't that presumptuous but slasher
0: Slasher. Slasher. It's slasher. like Slasher. Yes. I
1: cannot even think of really another one. It is, yeah, it is Slasher. Yeah, because
0: with all the survival tropes, kind of the closest is yeah. disaster, but disaster is the wrong word. Like, yeah. If we're called survival horror, right. instead of disaster horror, then absolutely that would be the other one. And, you know, again, a lot of the tropes, a lot of the idea of, like, you know, uh-huh. the, desperately trying to scrabble out your survival in this blasted landscape, except it's not blasted, but it's very hostile. Right, yeah. Um, but they call it disaster, and it's not disaster, so just Slasher.
1: Yeah, right. It's everything we're saying. You're being stalked. You're being hunted. Eyes in the dark. You're being you know, lured away with the sound of your loved ones. You are being, you know, if one of you separates, then you get attacked. If, mm-hmm. you know, it's night and you don't post proper watches, you get attacked. This is all like Jason Gordon stuff. Yeah. yeah this is the Predator. We keep invoking the Predator <laughs> as the story you're doing. That's really a slasher. Mm-hmm. And it's got elements of survival horror, but like, it's. So, what kind of game is suitable for the setting? There are some settings, some domains, like Barovia, like Darkon, where it is you could do an entire years-long campaign. There are others like Valachan, where it's Mm -hmm. really like one core adventure, or Odier, where it's one core adventure. And this is one of those ones. A lot of times with these Disney movies, because they're very narratively focused, I tend to come down on the side of, there's like one real story to do here. This is like a mod. That mm-hmm. has a, a domain, not a domain you set a campaign in. But this one, no, absolutely, you could do years of hex crawling yeah. in the CNE. It
0: it depends on what kind of yes. GM you are because, you know, we are very, like, we really like the politics and the intrigue and the, you know, character interactions uh-huh. and everything. And so for us, this would be like a fun break for a month or two and then we would go back yes, to yes. Borka or wherever. Right. But once again, if you are that GM, who just loves Tomb of Annihilation? Loves making your maps, loves making your encounters, yeah, yeah. all of that stuff. This is the domain you have. Been
1: Absolutely, for. yes. This is it. This is the Disney movie you want to live in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we would do. Uh, kind of what we mentioned is the core story. You go to the man village. You have some kind of goal in the jungle, whether it's treasure in the ruins, whether it's finding Mowgli, whether it's getting a tiger skin. You go in the jungle, you tangle with Shere Khan, you fight Shere Khan, you run from Shere Khan, you get your goal, you go back to the Man Village. But as we said, that's that. that, that we're both saying here, that's our take on it. You mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. this is a domain that could support an entire years-long campaign.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It could be like the Hex Crawl, for those who are familiar with the West Marches style campaign, of all the domains, this is the one that could most support that style of campaign.
0: You've mentioned that multiple okay. times, and once again, there, there are no strads in it, so I'm not familiar yes, right, with it. Yeah. So please... Uh... I am the Dante here. I am the stand-in right, yes. for our listeners who do not know what this is.
1: So I'm not an expert on this, and I've never been in one of these games, but I've read about them and I've looked at them. And my understanding is a West Marches style campaign is a camp. It's a campaign that's designed for you have a very large group with very sporadic attendance of any ah. individual player. Mm-hmm. And the idea is you kind of have a, a home base, and then you have a large map. That's kind of a community, like, wiki-type thing that everyone has access to. And whatever, it's very player-driven. It's like, okay, whatever, people are free Thursday night. Mm. They show up. Their PCs are the ones that are available for that that night, that day. Everybody else is doing other stuff. And they have this map, and they choose where they want to go explore. Like, they choose, like, oh... We know there's this witch in this tower, and we want to go like fight her, or we mm-hmm. want to go see what she has, or we've heard there's this caves with a bunch of gem valuable gemstones. Let's go do that. And the idea is you do all the prep beforehand. you basically prep the entire map,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's almost like your sort of old school video game of it's just sort of you go to a landmark, kind of encounters, like you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it actually is very like Gloomhaven that you mentioned. Like it's if, very you, much... if you had
0: Gloomhaven, but you had a rotating, a yeah, rotating exactly. cast of people. Yeah.
1: yeah, And so like the GM has prepped kind of the whole map with all the encounters and they have their tables and they have their landmarks. And the big thing that the players are always doing is filling in the map. Mm-hmm. Like they're always going and exploring and filling in the map. And it's very much just you show up, they pick what their goal is for that session, you go and do those encounters, you fill in the map, you get the reward, whatever, and then... You next day maybe totally different group of people show up <laughs> and explore totally different Wizard's Tower.
0: As someone running a narrative-heavy game yeah. with two players, this is why I'm like we would only do this C Yeah, like it's the
1: opposite days. of that.
0: <laughs> but. That sounds like a really fun style of game, and if that's a style of game that you're running, then this is perfect for
1: that. Yeah, you have the man village, that's your base. You maybe have a little bit of internal politics going on, a little soap opera. Mm -hmm.
0: Who wants to marry
1: who, what, jerk, rich guys, trying to get what nice, you know, whatever.
0: Steal credit for whatever you brought back from the jungle.
1: And then you have this blank map, and you are exploring, filling it in, finding ruins, finding sources of good berries, finding sources of water... And you always have that omnipresent threat of Shere Khan. That's the great thing with this. It's not mm-hmm. just a wilderness... And the map. You also have a set of recurring NPCs you can be running into. So you know you run into Bagheera, and he's really snarky and British to you. Or you like (laughs) run into Baloo, and everybody has a fun time, and you all you all get drunk together. Or you like he tries to like con you into helping him get honey. Like Mm -hmm. he just he tells you he's gonna help you get whatever you want if you help him get the beehives and get honey. Mm -hmm. You run into Cod. You have to deal with his cod nonsense.
0: You don't have time for that.
1: And you always have that omnipresent threat of sheer calm. Like there'll always be that edge of, if you're in the jungle overnight, you know, do you see those eyes in the dark? And the, Do you feel yourself being hunted?
0: And the longer you explore, mm. the more you're going to be bringing his attention, because the more he's going to be interpreting it as you thumbing his, your nose no,
1: Yeah, yeah. Or even just no. he might be doing whatever. The more time there is, like, oh no, we a jackal sauce, and he's gonna run off and tell Shere Khan. Mm-hmm. And so we have got like we got We gotta get this done. We gotta get yeah, out of here yeah, soon because yeah. in a matter of hours, Shere Khan is gonna be coming toward us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's, there's so many possibilities. Like we would do the one story. It's our more personal style, but we know there are tons of people I have a different personal style, and this is the perfect. It's Disney. It's got NPCs, you know. It's got sort of landmarks, you know. It's got Shere Khan. Mm -hmm. It is perfect for you.
0: You could run this for years.
1: Years and years and years.
0: You could, even if you wanted, you could do kind of the opposite of what we were describing with Kalakari and have, uh, like, Bordering the domain and have Calicari feel like a pocket domain inside the CNE. That's occasionally the hex so that you go to. <laughs> oh, you
1: go to Calicary. <laughs> <Yeah>, that's awesome. <laughs> Speaking of Calicari, Rachel, is there any way to, if I wanted to do the CNE, that I could connect it to some of the older second edition or third edition material? <gasps> <laughs> yeah,
0: as mentioned, 2nd uh, Edition has you covered. There was a 2nd Edition made that was basically them doing the Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called The Wildlands. Instead of Shere Khan, it was a giant crocodile called King Crocodile. I don't think that he's deleted his Twitter account yet. If you want to look <laughs> it up, it was hilarious. And there was some really cool stuff in there. Like, Kind of the idea with it was that... There was the legitimate grievance against humans and King Crocodile kind of leveraged that into all of the animals, like tricking them into making him their king. As the name suggests. Yes. And it was kind of like um, a boulder from Norse mythology kind of thing, not from Baldur's Gate kind of thing, mm. where like he extorted a pledge of fealty from all of the animals so none of them could harm him, except he saw the fly as being beneath his notice. So it was this whole, like, either humans are going to kill King Crocodile or or a fly is going to bite him and affect him with disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like there were flies everywhere, there was disease everywhere, like that was a big thing, and it was much more... The jungle is much more hostile yeah, against yeah. you because everyone had did have this pledge of fealty to King Crocodile. So if you wanted to have it be more all the animals are attacking you except other than Baloo and Bagheera and the wolves and the people who, like, personally know and love Mowgli, they're all coming after you, then you could do something like that where Shere Khan has kind of, like,
1: yeah, that's, that's...
0: fear-mongered and leveraged it and, like, forced everyone to swear to obey him.
1: There is the bit the vultures call him your majesty. Mm-hmm. And if you just make that official. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, he is, we, we've talked We've talked about him as kind of the ruler of the jungle, but this is very much like ruler because of personal fear, personal authority, and this is just making it official.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, one thing from the Wildlands that I love, and is awesome and you could totally bring in to the Jungle Book, even though it's not, like, canonically anywhere, so that's why we're not bringing it in until mm-hmm. now, but there's an elephant's graveyard. Woo! Much like Lion King? Yeah. So it's full of undead elephants. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. I know, right? That's awesome. And it's like, as long as only elephants come there, right. then like the undead elephants, like they they you know, they leave them be, they wait for them to die in front of the undead elephants, everything's right, right. totally fine. If any non-elephants go there, you're gonna get killed by undead elephants. <laughs> elephants! <Skelephants. laughs> You're gonna have to get stomped by skeletons. You are not going to get attacked by hyenas. You're gonna get attacked by undead elephants. That's
1: super cool, and I yes. love that. And there is absolutely no reason to not have an elephant's graveyard somewhere in this scene.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Speaking of The Lion King.
0: <laughs> Speaking of The Lion King, we mentioned way back in the Lion one, King episode one. Episode one. Listen to
1: it. <laughs> Even though the audio is not great.
0: This is this is are gonna be self. Yeah, the audio the audio is bad. I need em. At some point, possibly over the summer when I have more free time, I am going to go back and remaster the audio for The Lion King and also get the music cues to line up properly. Uh, It it burns us precious. But anyway, um, we mentioned all the way back in that episode that Simba, you know, he fled from the Pride Lands. He went into a jungle with Timon and Pumbaa. Uh And Scar can't reach him there. It's almost like it's another domain. What? So, you know... Self indulgent reference to our own Disney domains here, but you could have a cluster with the Pride Lands and the CNE. Yes. And, you know, Simba being there isn't going to impact anything because he's not a man cub. Mm-hmm. Like, Shere Khan's yeah, not going to bother I him. He doesn't care about wine cubs. Yeah. Especially if you wanted to use. The CNE as an excuse to make the Pride Lands just be talking animals. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe a Leon and he would take Umbrage at, but if Simba's just a straight up lion cub, no way, he doesn't care.
1: And just, if you're running this, how fun is the, yes. like, 100 on the hex crawl is <laughs> they need a talking meerkat and. Boar and their little lion cub friend,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and and eating bugs, eating bugs. Like your players are going to just have it it's going to be a delightful <laughs> session.
0: And then they meet up with Baloo and they all eat bugs
1: and they all eat bugs. <laughs> so this is this is just a wonderful way to have a little Easter egg,
0: mm-hmm. a little
1: Disney Easter egg in your Disney Easter egg domain. <laughs>
0: Honestly, like, you know, you've got you've got cali Calikari comes from Sri Raji was the second edition one that had the Rakshasa Dark Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't know a whole lot about Sri Raji, I'll be honest. I presume it's a lot less culturally sensitive in this yeah, than that's what there Kalikari. Yeah, yeah. But you know, again if you wanna if you wanna look up stuff, look up plot hooks there and, you know, incorporate some of those you can. But Calicary and the wildlands those are our those are our two pillars of right but, much like time. with
1: grave which which listen to where you're like we have we're domain we have steampunk victorian london domain we have crime this is like we have,
0: jekyll and Hyde. we have jekyll
1: and Hyde. this is like okay we got a domain that's jungle and we got a domain that's india <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> and like mm-hmm. put them together and you get our domain yes So to wrap up, let's talk about the strengths and challenges of running the CNE. Strengths is really good. Uh, It is it is as we said, it's the best possible probably we will ever have Mm -hmm. for that particular type of Tomb of Annihilation style. Hex crawl, wilderness hex crawl exploration. It's got this really cool, evocative as the primordial wild. You get that if you're in the jungle book jungle, you're not just in like a place in India, you're kind of in the jungle capital J. You're Mm -hmm. in the idea of the jungle. Yeah. You've got the great things, you've got the animals, and you've got NPCs. And you've got the NPCs that are going to have this emotional connection with the players. Just This isn't just a fun talking bear. This is Baloo. Yeah. They're like having a scene with Baloo. Mm-hmm. This isn't just a snake. This is Ka yeah. trying to hypnotize them and eat them and saying, trust in me. And so this is also really, you have the Disney flavor, the reference to the Easter eggs. But even with the Disney flavor, this is like the horror of nature. you got mm-hmm. Shere Khan as that. Personification of the danger, the horror, the eyes in the dark, the nature red and tooth and claw. So, in generally, there is this for, for a particular type of campaign, this is one of the best settings you could have.
0: Yeah. Challenges. If you're not doing that yes. particular kind of campaign, this is still going to be great for just a drop in, but it's not going to blend itself to years and years and years of play. Mm-hmm. So, if your party is really into the role play of the politics, there's not a whole lot here for them. You have to, you know. Again, it is—is this big map for them to explore? Is this big hex crawl? We don't have a map for you. Yeah, sorry. Other than Tomb of Annihilation, one. yeah. So, unless you want to use Tomb of Annihilation as a model, you're going to have to design your own. And I know for a lot of you, <laughs> that's threatening you with a good time. But for a lot of others of you, that's—you've already got a job. You don't need another job designing this jungle. Yeah, yeah. Like with a lot of wilderness survival like stuff. Tomb of Annihilation. Like Tomb of Annihilation. Um, or Arendelle, or my Balanox survival session, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, having a ranger or a druid in the party is really going to affect how challenging this is. Yes, Like, yes. it's going to be anywhere from if you don't have a ranger or a druid in the party, you might as well turn around and go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, like, well, you're fine if you don't have a ranger or a druid, but if you do have a ranger or a druid, then you're going to be done with this in a week.
1: Yeah, this um, is this is just like... The druid just does good berry a bunch, and uh, you're fine. Yeah. Like you, and, you, and, and a lot of the sort of tension and horror you're hoping to have in this setting is out the
0: window. Yeah, and if you do have a ranger or a druid, and you're all like already thinking about all of the ways you're going to try and nerf them to make this more challenging... That's a challenge in and of itself, because you don't want to say, this is the setting that should be your chance yeah, to shine, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not going to let you be cool. Yeah. So you know, like, having it be kind of like what, what Tom was describing of the, like, that you are really well prepared, that the Ranger or Druid, their stuff really is working super well, mm-hmm. and l- making the PCs feel that if you didn't have the Ranger or Druid, they would be so dead. Yeah. And as it is, they're barely holding on. But without the ranger and druid, they'll be so dead. And that is a tricky balance to attain um, of not nerfing the ranger or druid but not letting them nerf the jungle look either
1: it's going to be less of a thing to come bring back that balinox session rachel talked about if you're doing the shorter adventure you're yes. doing the kind of like two three session month long drop in drop out mm-hmm. then it's fine like this is the ranger druid time to shine this yeah. is like oh wow we're really glad garthok the druid's here we'd really mm-hmm. be in a lot of trouble <laughs> sure glad with those good berries are really what's keeping us going but if you wanted to do the years-long hex, hex crawl campaign, yeah. then that is a big problem.
0: Because, <laughs> like, okay, it's Garthok and his amazing friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wish I hadn't played a cleric with that plate mail.
0: <laughs> the other thing, you know, we mentioned this is a jungle slasher horror mm-hmm. setting where you are being pursued through the jungle by this unstoppable killer. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you've already done a big Valachan arc, then you're not going to be able to do this. Or if it's you're just, hoping to do, yeah. One. Or if you're yeah. hoping to do one, it's just it's it's too similar to Valachan. Mm. And like a lot of the flavor is very different, but the uh-huh. overall being the horror experience, the, jungle, yeah. the horror experience, yeah, It's pretty much exactly the same. But overall, like is you a know, good one, this yeah. yeah, yeah, this is and solid stuff.
1: The great thing is a lot of the downsides are downsides for a particular playstyle. Yeah, like our play style is downsides mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. But once again, if you're <laughs> Play style is Tomb of Annihilation, is Wilderness Hex Crawl, then these, a lot of these are really huge yeah. downsides for you.
0: And if you go in knowing yeah. that this is the game you're going, because if, if, again, if this is like you're doing a years long campaign set in the CNE, then. You're going to go in knowing that's the case, and if you have somebody who wants to play a ranger or a druid, you'll be able to sit down the- with them and explain the ways that you're kind of making mm-hmm. them not OP. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to go in knowing. They're not going to feel betrayed that they try to cast Goodberry, and it, you know, you've know, you done something to it to make it less effective, yeah. because you're going to have told them that you were doing that.
1: May- make the components mm-hmm. consumable. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the classic nerf Goodberry mm-hmm. for this kind of thing. Yeah. So, before we rejoin our narrator and... Find out which less hot and full of bugs <laughs> place she's presumably going next. How can they share the enormous hex crawl <laughs> roll chart they created? They're already creating as they listen to this, Rachel.
0: Well, you can email us at wonderfulworldofdarklords at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook or Tumblr at wonderfulworldofdarklords. And between recording this and now, I finally figured out what was going on with Patreon. And so also, we're Wonderful World of Dark Lords on Patreon. There's no 651 anymore. Woohoo! Also, the Patreon is the place to go... Hopefully it is there, and I'm uh-huh. not still editing it, but it, <laughs> it will be the place to go for our Tower of Doom Book Club of Dread episode because, boy howdy, it was impossible to make that episode family friendly. Yeah, to be
1: clear, this will be free.
0: Yes, it is free. It free. is free. Yes, it's 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 all all listeners, not just patrons. We're not
1: taunting you. No,
0: no. But if you're <laughs> if you were like, oh, it hasn't dropped yet because it's not on their feed. It, it we we dropped a little teaser or we dropped or will drop a little mm. teaser about it on our feed but the actual episode is going to be on our patreon because our yeah our podcast It's on Amazon Music, and if you look for me on Amazon, then you're going to find my picture book, Uh and also our podcast, and I don't want my picture book being listed next to this raunchy, raunchy, raunchy book.
1: Very aging up (laughs) episode. My
0: gosh.
1: (laughs) If you like the way we actually got a really good horror setting out of the (laughs) Flippin' Jungle book, then... I have adapted a couple of horror movies into DM's Guild Adventures, into one-shots. There, if you look for more by this author on the write-up link, or if you just search for Tom Kohler on DM's Guild, you'll find them. If you like the way we really thought about how if your Jungle Book-loving child, from personal experience, Mm -hmm, your Jungle mm -hmm. Book-loving child, might want to maximally enjoy this setting, this campaign, then we also have some resources on DM's Guild for... Uh, running, like, spooky or more horror-themed stuff for children. And speaking of Rachel's children's book...
0: Yes, speaking of my children's book and spooky stuff for children, um, I have a picture book, Mother Ghost, Nursery Rhymes for Little Monsters. It is exactly what it sounds like, 13 classic nursery rhymes rewritten to be all about Halloween. If you're more on the aging up side of things, then you can go to my website, www.rachelkohler.com, where you can find a bunch of the short stories I've written for adults, a lot of which are available online for free.
1: Until next time, thank
2: you for listening, and happy gaming.
0: Parting Thoughts The Sieny is beautiful, but it is no place for humans. Other than Frollo's Palace of Justice, I have never had so strong a sense of not belonging in a place. Perhaps that boy who was raised in the jungle had found his place there. No one else ever would. As I entered the mists, holding a bronze spearhead as a mist talisman, I reflected that while the people of the village might live there for all their lives, the Sieny was sheer Khan's domain. And they would always be outsiders. And that's the gospel truth. Regards, D.
3: I harbored suspicions that the species of the Sieni jungle were altered through magical experimentation. However, no evidence of this nature was uncovered in my scholar's rigorous report. Unfortunate, but not altogether unexpected. After all, intelligent beasts are not unheard of in these misty realms. Indeed, accounts from the verdurous Lands indicate that one region is inhabited entirely by animals that speak the tongue of man who are lorded over by a ravenous crocodile. A king's rule is only as strong as the laws he enforces. When a king, man or beast breaks the law of the land, he is no longer fit to rule. Beasts rarely kill for anything beyond survival. Does this Sheer Khan recognize the nature of his own compulsions? That, in killing for pleasure, he is more akin to the humans he despises than the animal he rules over. I find it thoroughly amusing. The source of his disdain taunts him in the form of a child running freely through his jungle. Perhaps in time, he will have additional bipedal interlopers to further his torment. Political prisoners of Calakari would likely find the potential protection of the Sienii and the threat of a pyrophobic tiger, practically enticing compared to Arajani's wrath.
0: This has been The Wonderful World of Dark Lords. We have no affiliation with Disney or Wizards of the Coast. All music recordings used in this episode are in the public domain and were obtained through museopen.org. Titles and links are in the show notes. Dialogue for Yensid was written by Azalin Rex himself, who you can follow on Tumblr at DarkLordAzalin. The Wonderful World of Dark Lords logo was designed by Haylight Jones. You can find links to their work in the show notes. If you'd like to support the show, look for us on Patreon.com or find our tip jar on Red Circle. Thanks for listening. I was just laughing because I was thinking I'm going to be working so hard on this book club of thread. You should really reward me with a fiefdom.
2: <laughs>
0: I have a fiefdom. <laughs> That would be like
1: crazy. <laughs> he gave him a fiefdom. That would be that would be so hot.